0: Serious situation, and a lot of people here are in San Francisco are, are trying to work towards solutions. Um, there's the St. Francis Homelessness Challenge uh, Group um, that was formed by Amy Weiss, and um, and and they've been doing a lot. So I just want to let you guys know that you can go out there to the to the Government Audit and Oversight Committee meeting. Um, to, uh, to, to uh, hear about and discuss Supervisor Campos's navigation center legislation which would require the city to build more navigation centers and to address street homelessness and so it's going to be heard and voted on at that committee
1: meeting. So, The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources.
2: Hey, uh, I wanted to let people know, first of all this is uh, June 3rd, am I right? And the navigation center uh, did pass. There was a bit in the past, but this be the president it did pass. And time will tell what happen, what will happen, to what degree, degree they become a real. Time will tell, and we'll tell right here on Mutiny Radio. Well, this be Diamond Dave. This is very truncated. Not I don't even know if I call it a show because Val is traveling, uh, traveling. So, but I'm here. But I'm only going to let people know that on uh, a week from today. June 10th, we'll all be here. Everybody out there is invited. It's going to be fairly well, because I'm about to t- take my summer tour, the, my North American tour, all the way across the country to the Green Mountains of Vermont. Oh, my goodness, what a trip. Uh, uh, to the Green Mountains of Vermont and back, and I will be calling in on Fridays, wherever you happen to be, and perhaps uh, bringing some folks on. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be stopping in Missoula. Hey, Rain. I'll be stopping in Minneapolis, my hometown. I'll be stopping in Brooklyn, and then I'll soon to be then I'll be at the Green Mountains. And each and every Friday, I'll be I'll be calling in. And each and every Friday, the show will be happening. Uh, thanks, Val. Um, the The dues are covered. we Will be happening, and so come on through. This coming Friday, I want to do a fairly well, fairly well. The old folks, uh, the, I'm on my way. Uh, this old folk is on my way and so there you are there you be and so come on through and uh, we'll all be here and we're going to have a fairly well but the show play our plans are this show will continue uh, throughout the summer i'll be gone for about a month a month uh, or so but the show will be continuing and here we be as you see so come on through oh, i'm repeating myself so come on through it's gonna we're gonna be packing the place and i'm going walk right on out and get on the bus and head for uh, head east So see you next week. That's the 10th of June, right here in Mutiny Radio, alive and in color. Come on through. Thank you. Keep up the good work and hear me some music.
3: Safe
4: sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy. No matter what you're into, make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time.
0: This public. One more
2: thing. I don't forget to vote. Tuesday. And we'll be t- bringing some folks in about talking about where we go from here. On Tuesday is the primary. Bernie Bernie, independent living for Bernie, Bernie, Bernie primary, so be sure to vote. Hillary and Bernie,
0: your choice. They're committed and to fostering we'll independent living so we'll for, for as long as too. possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco.
3: Communist folding
5: chairs, baby.
3: Hey!
2: Hey, Bloodflower. Lovely. What an introduction. Hey, wow. Lovely. Thank you, you all do and it. gentlemen, and
6: members of the faculty. The members of the <laughs> you,
2: uh, And we have a quorum. You all do it yourself each and every week. We can see the progress as we get used to it. And i so glad to Walk down that sidewalk on 21st Street towards the mutiny radio, thinking, what's going to be? What are we going to be doing? Hey, Val, what are we going to do?" And Trying to put in my head some idea. And I look up, and there he is, Blood, Blood Flower. Ready to open up? Open up! Open up!
0: I know it's Make so it nice, and we, we really appreciate you coming, and and we appreciate everybody who comes because, uh, you know, we show up like Dave said, and uh, we you know we have a, a few things to, to throw out there, but uh, it's really a community effort to do the Common Thread Collective every week. Um, so happy to be here at Mutiny Radio. Happy Friday.
2: Happy Friday. Hey, hey you two. Oh. Well, right, here's Richard <laughs> is here and
0: we got Richard Sandrill and
2: Dan Brady. Is this that, on? Is
0: that Dan we're Brady, we're on. I don't know. Either. We're heard of Brady, planet. everybody. I don't know it if that's be.
2: on. Hey, uh, hey, Dan Brady, what is everybody as we stream this around the planet? I don't
0: know
7: if that's on, actually. Well, I'm, I don't know. Well, Are we are we on? <laughs> are we here? <laughs> it's on. Just <laughs> keep this, keep, yeah, a, a little, keep a safe a distance from here. it. Yeah,
0: it's, it's on. Okay, we're yeah. all ready. We i not have it's to, get to get close. We this is good. Like it's, it's, yeah, that perfect. sounds perfect. No longer, okay. We perfect. don't perfect. have to deal with this. It's a, it's a sensitive microphone, test, but, test. but you're, dealing, you're, you're treating it very nicely.
2: Dan Brady, what a you Go ahead, here
0: today? It's so good. Uh, Dan Brady, by
2: the way, is a longtime uh, um, maestro at Sacred Grounds Cafe for the open mic, spoken word for many, many years. And here he'd be
6: right now. Hey, Dan, so good to see you. Diamond Dave, thank you so much. Val, thank you, and Mr. Sandor, thank you, and all the women and children and people at home out there sailing the seas, we thank you very much. <laughs> so the, the reason why I'm here today and speaking so early is because we're going to honor Diamond Dave in a series of events yet to come, and I'm going to give the details of those. Of course, I bet they'll be found in on the web in different places, but here they are for your very own ears. So. Um, the first thing that's going to happen is January 29th, right here at Mutiny Radio, which in case you didn't know the address, is this, this machine would only do what I wanted to do. It's not doing what I wanted to do. Um, that's 2781 oh, uh, 21st Street. 2781 21st Street near Florida, San Francisco. And uh, the call-in number is 415-550-0511. On that day, people can come by and talk about him or call in and talk about him. That's the first event to get things ready. But the biggie is the correct Auditorium, Main Library of San Francisco, 100 Larkin Street. And that starts at 4.30, I believe. Am I right about that? Yep, 4.30. And there, there's going to be a, a large number of guests, myself, everybody who was just mentioned, Val, Dave, uh, Richard, and myself, and many others who will honor him in various ways. So come on by. It's a free event. It will be great. And then on February 3rd, He's going to be the guest of honor at Sacred Grounds, the longest-running open mic in San Francisco that I host. And I talked him into coming here, and that's uh, 7 p.m., uh, Wednesday, February 3rd, Hayes and Cole. And it's been around for since, I don't know, 40 years-ish or something like that. So I've, I haven't been there that long, but it seems like it sometimes.
2: Uh, she went to the sky, returned to the spirit world on the other side of the camp. We're talking about... Women, Johanna Wedgwood. Uh, Johanna. Who, uh, and Johanna A. Wedgwood, one of the English Wedgwoods. And uh, she kept that going. She was the first one that was really, in many ways, certainly one of the first open mics to come out of the haight Ferry.
6: Yeah, yeah, she was there over 20 years, something uh, like that. And her
2: spirit, her poetry. Do uh, do you have any copies of that? Because I'd really love to include that if we can't find it.
6: I I did of, buy her book. She she came out with her first big anthology three days before she passed away, and I got wow. a copy of that. And um, I don't know. I. I I have in touch with her daughter. I could find out if they're well, yeah, copies there. Her daughter is
2: a friend of mine from when she was very little when she was still a babe in arms. Now she's and she's followed her mother's footsteps in many ways. So I'd like to invite her for sure.
6: Okay. Have I will you see to you, it that we Has
2: she, has she been in, by? Invite her. Yeah. We have, because uh, she, she, uh, she, when I was in the midst of, because I think what you're talking about, we're talking about the three generations that have been part of the beatnik, one third, yeah. The hippie, one-third, and the punk rock, one-third. And her daughter was old enough to, to emerge in that generation of punk rock. And it was, it was interesting because Johanna was a witch, a good witch, I must add. And uh, her coven her coven, a lot of poetry had to do with that, with, uh, with, that, with the pagan side of life, which Johanna yeah. really, really nailed out, put down there week after week after week.
6: Oh, yeah. she, she The thing that was interesting about her when she hosted... She would sit back, and sometimes you would see her, and she'd be like, you know, closing your eyes, just holding the space or the silence while everybody did what they did, and she would rarely read, and you had to encourage her to do that. You know, she would, but, you know, she looked at it as a place where she let other people do their thing, and she just held it for them.
2: And she was definitely a special friend of mine. I'll just put it that way. So, so I want to certainly we we need to include her in and maybe have a look back after all these years. As you've been there, Dan, to the years of Johanna Wedgwood, because I, I used to be there every week. I'd walk across that panhandle, going back to the 70s, yeah, I believe, yeah. and uh, go across that pan and participate. It was my first regular participation, and now we're here. And also my brother Ryan should be included, and we'll try. We can find him through Facebook, and now because now we have this. Uh, these uh these uh, these social media that we can call on to make this happen
8: yeah i'm really
2: humbled key. by it i have to say why but on the other I, I like the idea of making stuff something happening and returning to the corrett auditorium where as part of my i did an open mic uh in fact was the first and maybe the only open mic there at the corrett uh soon after the library was open and, uh, and the woman, I want to find her. I'm going to find her. I think I can, at least in my memory, or at least out there, who was the one I walked up there, had this idea, let's do an open mic at the library, and went up to the, the office of the, uh, the librarians who did. And, and this woman, I'm trying to remember her name. I will by next week. And I said, uh, so who's in charge of the correct? I am. <laughs> and I said, well, I have this idea. That I'd like to have an open mic there. She said, let's do it. That's what I always like to hear. Let's do it. In fact, at that time, the Friends of the Library was uh, were fa- had were were fa- fairly they had the money. They had the networks, and they, they that she got me 125 dollars a month is once a month, once a month to bring uh, poets in. I could actually give some money for poets to wow. our hand. I remember. I don't do that these days. To our
6: hand and uh, uh. and his his crew. Uh, yeah. He's going to be featuring at Sacred Grounds in the next somewhere in the next couple of months somewhere. I okay. got him to come over, but we haven't worked out a date yet.
2: Hopefully. Well, our Hans should certainly be included in this. Yeah, yeah. And the sister, the Buddhist poet who lives lives in Marin County. Uh, uh, this is part of the aging process, but well, remember, should certainly because she was one of those bad. I got. Is it bad? No. Uh, uh, anyway, I could find her easily enough, but she was. I got her. It would be easy enough to. And so these are people. We'll find the list of people who were featured on that. Um, uh, during that time, I did the open mic at the Coretta Auditorium, call which.
7: Us. Call us. If, when you get those names, call us. I'll
2: call, yeah. And anybody else has any ideas? You got the phone number. Everybody should be included. Three generations will be included. Let's do it. It's called Doing More Together than Either of Us Can Do on Our Own.
7: There will also be a uh, Diamond Dave Day here in the city. We haven't figured out what day it is. I'd like to see it on Tuesday, but we're going to be doing the whereas and therefore's. And oh, my goodness.
6: It's so well, uh, two wits. wits. Don't forget the two well, wits. Well, let's
0: and do it language. We must have the two wits if well, Dan wits. Brady's involved. <laughs>
6: to wit, two wits, two wits. Even if I don't have one, we should have two
0: <laughs> wits.
2: Uh-huh. Well, luckily, it's not who you know or what you know. It's what you know about who you know, and we do have some people in places up there among those 11 supervise, we'll
0: make sure that happens. It's true. And another thing, coming up, we're going to have Poems of the Dome 11 at the end of April. 11? Eleven? 11. Oh my
6: god, I was there at the first one. Oh, I remember. I was
0: Wonderful. <laughs> I've been it to a few. shows my
6: age, I'm sorry to say.
0: I know, you're 11 years old this year, right? Yes,
6: yeah. yes thank you very much, Val. To <laughs> <laughs> well, That should be included, I
2: guess, on that list. <laughs> to wrap it all up, and including all of you, poems under the
7: dome. Well, E.K. is going to be there, so. And E.K. EK will will do that. She'll make the connection.
2: Exactly, what could be going on on that poster, too, because that is. And we're we're doing as usual, by the seat of our pants, thinking and doing and making it happen, and here we be. Too much information.
6: (laughs) I know, it's just seat of my pants. I was just saying too much information. So do you want me to, should I read a poem or something? Yeah. Well, I'd love it. Okay, so so, so I'm going to do a couple of poems here. But since I don't like being responsible, I'm just going to pick something at random here. Some haiku and then a poem, all right? So, um, uh, early morning, spring, here amid apple trees, the missions, alleluias. Night, deserted street, Turn to the approaching sound A scuttling leaf That scared the heck out of me I I thought I was going to be Scuttling Scuttling Birds over the sea Calling Farther and farther On Into the sound Now it's from Ocean Beach This is also from Ocean Beach In the dunes Sneakers with socks neatly tucked in and grass growing out their tops. Long ago picnic picnics. Oh. Um, <laughs> he crosses the room. His steps rebound in the cup. A tea leaf settles.
9: Mm. Okay, so that's some
6: haiku there. Nice. And then... Um, uh, this is a poem that um, is historic for me. I wrote it like, like in 2000. The reason why it's historic is because I was sitting there writing it, and then a rhyming event happened, and the poem began a rhyming pattern, not all the way through it, but it was the first time I actually just was inspired, and it was rhyming at the same time. So, and I'll read one more after this one, just so I can be sensible here.
2: Perfect. Go ahead, go
6: ahead. Um, the manifold manners of means or the simple title is Life's Tune, just so you know that. Through a flower's flow of colors, and autumn winds undone, and the still white of winter under a sharp and glinting sun. Through a meal with good old friends, all with family heartily bound, and stories by the campfire, and songs that are passed round through the smells of summer grasses through the redwood dells at dawn after moonless nights at sunrise where to gleaming shores we've gone through the words we banter daily the common office jest through the phrases that we know by that language we speak best through the hearts on fire and winging through the thoughts that wing or the swell through the spirit that comes unto us we know where one as well. The community of the heart brings one, on tender, on above, to present the present to us in the quietest ways of love, the quietest way, the quietest ways, in the quietest way of love. With each breath we breathe, in each moment that we last, before our eyes in an eye's blink, we make the future and the past. And so it happens that each day, whether by chance or through an old song, opportunity will knock as you go to pass life's tune along. So that's the nice one for you. And I'll finish with this other one here, which is nice. It's a, it's a nice poem. This is a poem written to my mother or about my mother. And um, I've got to change the title one of these five days. Thank you for that, I appreciate it. Bravo. The title is I Ask Myself, and this is in my mom's voice. To ask myself if this is difficult, no, this is easy. Sitting with time and tea at the window, how the glass meets the wind now that time of report card signing seems immediate brows fevered cooling measles now washing clothes now meals they're cooking and planning always planning so difficult yet i was not lost somehow i am still worried sad or somehow are they reading between the lines of my face i receive pretty cards and notes Miles and holidays, it's called a generation gap. Do they know me now? I understand them, they understand. I am still, feel, and... One by one, birds cross blue skies. I watch from my window. Frost, one by one, the leaving. Colors fall to the brown earth, smooth as skin. I notice the gaps between my fingers. The shape of the spaces. Notice a ring, a man, and memories. In the autumn, it is difficult. I accept three children grown and married. Thank you very much.
2: That is so
0: beautiful. beautiful. Thank hey, you, Dan. I have a question for you. Yes, dear. This is a question I've I've asked a few guests before. i just primarily focused on poetry. How did you discover that you were a
6: poet? Oh, this is a great story. I'll keep it short, though.
0: Okay.
7: How was <laughs> oh, that possible?
6: So I was, I was, <laughs> I don't know how old I was, but it had to have been like before high school or first freshman, year, something like that. And I walked into the my the bedroom that in the house that I lived in. There were my two younger brothers and I shared one room. And I walked in and I sat down on my bed and I slept in the middle of a something you know, like a, it was a day off, it wasn't a school day. And I had this dream, and in this dream. I felt as though I was amidst the stars and the galaxy. And I was out there flying around. I had flying dreams when I was a kid, lots of them. And I always go out to the galaxies and the stars. So this was no different. I thought, oh, this is great. And I turned around in my mind, and I saw this planet. And I started going towards this planet. But it wasn't a planet. It was my brain, like the convolutions of the brain. And I started you know, so I went zooming down into the clouds and the atmosphere. And when I got to the place where I could see things, there were like huge numbers. Numbers of landscapes, like a quilt work of all these different places and things and stuff. And um, I found this one place. There was a beach. And if you know, uh, not Stonehenge, what's those? Easter Island, the statues on each. Island. So there was something like that there, but there was a whole bunch of them. And this storm was coming and some of the statues were like still clay they hadn't been hardened into stone and so this first poem came out was like it was called the great stone faces and the storm and it was all about how this these stone faces you know they get made but sometimes if the storm comes before they're set into stone you get washed away and that was the first thing i ever wrote and i revised it 40 times
0: Wow. And when I
6: got to the last time, I compared the last time with the first time, and all the words were different, but the message was the same. And I realized... Stop revising at some point, <laughs> and that's that was the first poem. And I loved it.
0: That's a great story. I'm glad I asked. <laughs> See, you know, I mean, if we're talking, I mean, if people out there are listening, you know, it's always interesting to hear the the, the source of uh, inspiration. So. Yeah, and ever since then, it's sharing. like I
6: say I take dictation and then I then I work on it afterwards. hmm Yeah,
2: this, uh, that's what comes. Something Thank similar. You. Thank you. I have the sim- That brought me right back to a later time in my life. It was, in fact, it was that summer, I could tell you exactly, it was, that, it was uh, during that summer they called it the Summer of Love, just off that street that some called Love and others called Hate Street. And I was in this commune, and it was a commune back days, you'd wake up and there'd be a whole different crew, there'd be the regular <laughs> crew, but a whole different crew, filling up the common space, and every space, we'd get up and begin our day, go down to St. Uh, too we call it Antoine's, that's St. Anthony's for lunch, <laughs> but this guy came in. So I have something I want you guys to experience. It was called DMT, dimethyl, something like that. And it was, uh, you smoked it. And you took one puff and suddenly your brain was gone out to the other side of the outside, <laughs> was, uh, the other side of the universe, you believed. And you're surrounded by all these brains, must have been my brain too, the very kind of brain you're talking about. Yeah. And they're floating around. And you realize they're conscious. And you're at the other side of the universe. And this is the way it is. And I and it take. it lasts about five minutes. And you, you leave your body and boom, you're gone. Yeah. Wow. And while you're telling that story, it brought me back, and I haven't thought about it for many, many years. <laughs> wow. You brought me to the exact same experience. <laughs> and I, I was already, because this was 1967, so it was later in life. I turned 30, in fact, in that year. You do the math. But in fact, when you turned 30, it was part of my rebirth on yeah. that street that some called love, others called hate street. Right on. So yeah. Uh, hey, I see. He I gave see Diamond Dave a flashback.
0: Nice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I nice. see that Edwin so Lindo waiting. Edwin
2: Lindo is here. I'm going to bring him in. He's our uh, the people's candidate for supervisor, Edwin. Yeah. So Dan Brady. So good. Why don't right. you, want you put some music on?
0: Oh, we could do that. I don't know, Richard. Do you have anything Richard, you, you, have you, or or you want to do, you want to? Yeah, cool. Richard. Because uh, I'm bringing
7: you back. You said you don't have any of those
0: CDs here. I don't. I don't. But oh, okay. well, we're going to bring hey, you back.
7: Let me let me look look real quick. Yeah. Yeah, why don't you bring him in and then I'll let you know about it. All right, like yeah, to yeah to hang out we'll, uh, so and we'll and oh, we'll
0: bring you back yeah, in stay, when, when you're ready. He'll
6: be the detail guy. Exactly, He's he knows everything. Right. Anyway, all right,
0: well then let me play a little music then and we'll we'll move on. Thank you, gentlemen, for both coming and we look forward to those events honoring Diamond Dave coming up soon and we'll keep announcing those again. And you know we're all about giving. So uh, give, you know, you might not be able to give a lot, but you can give a little bit. A tramp, give a little bit. That's all you got to do. Just a little bit, right? I mean, it's a it's a universal karmic uh, law, giving and getting. Um, And uh, giving is a it's a, you can think of it as, as a selfish act if you'd like um just do it and speaking of somebody who is uh giving uh giving to the community uh we've got Ed- edwin lindo in here welcome back to the show and just uh so just don't uh, that thing is very sensitive so yeah but welcome back welcome back
10: Thank you. Thanks for having me. Happy New Year.
0: Happy New Year. May, yeah. it,
10: may it be a very g- uh, exciting, prosperous one. It's already started. City yes. Hall today at the inauguration. I don't know if you heard what, what Was happened. that today? Yeah. yeah. What well happened give us, today? Give us your,
2: as a far-flung correspondent, uh, let us know what happened. <laughs> give us your <laughs> yeah. impressions. Well, today so was the,
10: the mayoral way? and sheriff inauguration. And uh, coalitions from Black Lives Matters and, and the last 3% actually went in and protested the the inauguration and and it was it was loud and it was very clear that the city is unhappy with the way things have been unfolding especially with the most recent killing and loss of mario woods in the bayview Right.
0: what is the um? i I haven't heard of the last three percent
10: what's that so it's a new it's not i don't want to say it's a new coalition it's a coalition of african-americans the African-American community from the Bayview that have made it very clear that there has been a wholesale displacement of the black community. Yeah. And there's only, and it may be less now, 3% left in this city That's of African-Americans. And so that anger has formed a group and said, we're not going to stand for it anymore, and we're going to fight for our African-American brothers and sisters. And this, uh, th- so what is emerging?
2: What we're about, uh, what I'm about, what we're about, we're being a very radio voice of, of uh, what are emerging as a coalition of coalitions and using this one table where we're sitting, where people can come together and find, it, find that common thread and let it flourish. And so we hopefully each and every week where this is going to be as it is, uh, one of the great things about this, that it's not scheduled from time to time, but each and every week from 3 to 6 on Friday right here. So, Edwin, you're kind of kicking this off again. It's a new day, just uh, as, it's, uh, as every day is, in a way. And uh, so, guys, so, reach out people are welcome here and people are welcome to come in we have uh, we have room to continue to cast that wide net and this is why it's called common thread Radio, is to find that common thread which is of course what coalitions co- coalition of coalitions is about mm-hmm. It's finding that uh, common thread and letting a coalition let the coalitions emerge and now with the three percent what's black lives matter and on sunday was an amazing event which I knew
0: I had to be there which was first announced here, eh, Val? It was, yeah, Dogpaw uh, came yeah. in last week and told us about what was happening at the Brava Theater on last last Sunday and there was that a film um about uh Alex Nieto who was shot by San Francisco Police Department last year as he was sitting and having lunch? Um, and yeah, I know you—you you were both there. So yeah. let's he tell was the people. There. Let's he tell was there the people the about on it. the big screen, he was there in person. In fact, at one point,
2: he was as the next mayor of San Francisco. I said well, there's going to be some steps between. That. I know he felt the same way. <laughs> what? Between then and now, we got a bunch of steps to make. Am I right?
10: Yeah, and that was Ben Baxierra, was one of the spokes. Persons and one of the organizers for the Alex Nieto family after Alex Nieto, who was actually a neighbor of mine who lived right around the corner from me in Bernal Heights. I grew up in Bernal Heights, and his mother and father knew my father and grandmother, and it was devastating because you have someone who honestly looks like me, who was on a hill and was executed, uh, and and now we're learning with more and more evidence that what the city is saying is true may and most likely is not true and so what lowrider lawyers the movie it's called lowrider lawyers putting a city on trial is in a nutshell an effort to find new ways to protest new ways to take back spaces of power for the community to say you know typically if you go into a courtroom It won't have a jury that looks like Alex Nieto. It won't have a judge that looks like Alex Nieto. And thankfully, we have great attorneys representing the family, Um, African-American who actually went to school with Ben, who will be fighting on behalf of the Nieto family. But this was an effort to to take back that space that has been historically reserved for power. And so if you go see the movie, which I highly recommend, we're going to do a second viewing because of so much demand. There'll be a second viewing happening on the next Thursday. And I believe that's the 17th. I, it may be. Uh, yeah. But next it's Thursday, Thursday yeah. right, it's, it's a week from yesterday. And so next Thursday, let me just pull up. I think it it's up. the 14th. The 14th, okay. that's Nine what ten, it is. 11,
0: yep. 12, 14th, yeah. Okay, is it going to be, where is it going to be? So it's going to be at the Bravo Theater. again. Oh, good.
10: Yep, and it will be at 7 p.m. the 14th, that's right. So Thursday the 14th low rider lawyers putting a city on trial will be shown for a second time the first time where diamond dave where i saw diamond was a sold out crowd it was packed to the
2: rafters because it went all the way up to the rafters and it was like a reunion i saw people there i've known in many different times in many different places in many different movements but they came together that's why i looked around and i said to myself well this is history history and hipstery in fact when you walked there, walked down that block 24th street. The, 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 just before you got to Bravo you looked at what's going on there here because, because back from that time the low riders were there. It was low rider, low rider low rider, both both sides of the street were low riders representing. And uh, the lowriders represented, I think, this is the first time that I've seen in many years where they all came out, and many of them came out. The Last Originals, Lowrider Club, all of them there coming out for their brother, um, their brother, uh, Alex Nito, Alejandro Nito. Right. And I walked in, and one of the first persons I saw was the poet laureate, Alejandro Meguilla, mm-hmm. was there. And so many people were there, and I could feel that this is a new day. It is. A new day <laughs> with, it, with its roots and so many other, And the fact that you were there, and the fact that you put, a, put a, putting out a campaign, we have right here, if you want to pick up the latest uh, Tecalote, here you are, and here it is right here. I wish we <laughs> Yeah. Here you are. And you say here, with the idea uh, that everyone's voice must be here. Lindo uh, promised to start conversations with as so many people as possible. Well, here you, here you, you are, right here, by here we are. Here we are. We're starting about. it and
10: we're doing it. And and it, and that that day was incredibly important uh, was when that movie important. when that movie premiere happened. And and the reason why is because there was a room full of people that now saw that we can educate and we can demand justice. In so many different ways. This is a community film, and we have to give big props to Peter Mancini, who was the video director, who edited it, worked with Ben on editing, and he did it all for free. He spent hours and wow. hours well, hundreds Peter, of hours.
2: Peter has been set uh, sat at this table. Peter was the uh, was the videographer for uh, Occupy. Right. I was in the tents right. all the way through, That's and Peter was always through. And he and uh, he and the scissor, they were the ones who documented where he did the video and uh, did the did the photographs, and uh, it'd be happening. And so I looked at it, I saw that too, and I said, there's another step of this coalition emerging. A coalition which you, Edwin, later just tagged to emerge yourself and to find there and putting yourself in a, b- 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 having the people behind you, with you, to be listened to in this coalition, this collective, which, you, uh, which you've just, uh, stepped out to represent, having grown up
10: in the, the here in Bernal Heights. Am I right? That's right. That's right. I mean, what, what we have to understand is I think our city is in such a crisis, and we have two crises. We have a crisis of equity and affordability, that people are making so little money, and the equity gap is growing so much that it now is preventing people from being able to live here. And it happened to me and my dad. We were evicted. That, that feeling of not knowing where you're going to live the next month is devastating. You can't sleep, you can't go to yeah. school, you so can't learn. Like and we go. have kids here, we have 3,000 homeless children in SFUSD. Homeless defined as in you don't know where your permanent home is for that night. We need to fix something, it, it's broken. And the second crisis is the crisis of social justice. That's right. We have black and brown brothers and sisters getting killed every day in this country, and people thought that San Francisco was immune to that. But in all honesty, we're not, and we've never been immune. And we're seeing it, and it's poking his ugly head that the color of your skin, unfortunately, still to this day in 2016, is, is a death ticket. And my goal was to make sure, and I remember when Alex Nieto was, was shot, and there was a town hall at the local elementary school, and, the, and he was there, and it was a room full of community folks, and I wasn't going to speak. I just wanted to hear and listen. And I, I couldn't help but think, I, before I leave this, this cafeteria, I have to say something. Oh, I gosh. looked at Chief Sir, and I said, please stop killing us. Please. There's enough things and pressures in this society that are doing that. We don't need another one. Yo. We would hope that the police would serve as, as they're defined, the peace officers. Right. That will provide Peace. But it's the opposite and, and, and we need to find a way to, to fix that because I'm telling you right now, as much as those jobs or jobs that we'd like our neighborhood children to have, they're even scared of the police. They don't want to become police officers because they see what's happening to their brothers and their cousins and their parents. And so the trust with the community is lost, completely lost. So the question is, what is the city gonna do WHAT IS THE POLICE DEPARTMENT GOING TO DO, COME INTO OUR COMMUNITY AND SAY, WE FAILED YOU. OWN UP TO THAT AND SAY, WE NEED TO CHANGE SOMETHING AND CHANGE IT DRAMATICALLY. AND WHAT ARE WE GOING TO DO? And th- this is what's emerging and merging
2: and uh, emerging to merge to merge to merge, uh, doing more together than any of us could do on our own. And I felt that Thursday. And the Thursday, of course, was the second time that uh, Bravo has been turned over. I'm, I believe you were there the Thursday before. Calvin was there, too, I know. I went to uh, uh, Thursday about Prop I and the, pro- the very props, which we, t- we had to go against thousands of millions of dollars. Right. But it did. Be better what we can say about that, it began to bring people together, that people worked on Prop I, many people were brought into politics who had never really been involved before for Prop I, and you had the defeat, but there's never a the defeat if you can keep on moving forward.
10: That's right. I, in all honesty, it was a huge win. That's Prop I if we can keep put a community ballot measure with less than two hundred thousand dollars for the whole campaign versus about two point one million dollars I mean, we're outspent nearly 10 to 1. We got 50,000 signatures in 15 days. That ballot measure allowed us to get Prop A to get $50 million for the mission. It allowed us to get Prop J to preserve legacy businesses. It allowed us to get Prop K, there we go. which allows us now to buy and purchase unoccupied land and reserve it for affordable housing. The, the pressure is on. The pressure is on, and now we have to keep it going. And we need, and, you know, going back to the campaign, we need someone who hasn't just thought about the issues. We need someone that when they're creating policy, they say, I remember what that felt like. Exactly. I remember what it was like to use food stamps to buy food at the corner store, and I remember what it was like to get that eviction notice. And so when you're creating policy, it's not just a distant piece of policy that you're pushing through you're doing it because you felt it. And, and that's, that's really the reason that I'm running.
2: So, so, we're, so we're, we're, but what comes to me is the idea of community storefronts, a place where people can come in, meet one another, connect to one another, bring in these problems, deal with, because uh, one of the things that's uh, being on this board is to be kind of a pathfinder through the bureaucratic thicket. Am I right? Right. right. Back to all of this, all these many hats, which you'll be wearing to be down here in the community. It's no accident you should be right here now, as you well know, because here we be, and here we be as mutiny radio. This endless mutiny of life itself of saying no, we won't take it anymore. What we can do is to provide a place to where people can can participate, can put it up there where you can hear it on whatever handheld new unit, whatever whatever you have where you're going to be. And then as soon as the show goes up, it's over, it goes up as a podcast, so then it can be public, it can be put around and listen to it anytime, anywhere.
10: Well, I already let folks know that that we're here on Mutiny Radio, so it's it's there. Hopefully, they're listening right now. But one thing I also want to touch on is that the Board of Supervisors, at the end of the day, is the legislative body of this city. And we have to be realistic that the best legislators are the ones that can get things passed. But that's a legislator. You also need someone who has the pulse of the community. And someone who doesn't dismiss the community and say, oh, let me legislate and tell you what we're going to do, but works with the community and says, you know what? I know my community, and I know that they have the solutions. So let's go into the community and come up with a legislative agenda that is born and is driven by the community. And be realistic, because we need six votes to get things passed.
2: And in fact, how many supervisors are up? We We have John Avalos. And David Compost, who are termed out, right. uh, uh, termed out, and uh, uh, but we also have Eric Marr. Eric Marr. We also have these are these are the, the Eric Marr. We also have uh, representing uh, the Tenderloin and uh, and uh, the
10: out there debate. The yep. And I and I am excited to announce that I actually have the endorsement of Eric Marr.
2: Okay. Yes. Well, it's a natural connection that yes. we're making, and uh, the the sister represents the Tenderloin. Uh, Jane Ken and Jane Ken, who's been moved back and forth, but I think if we can get a real progressive, Jane Ken is running again, or she turned out she's She's running running for state senate. She's running for state senate, so that uh, we're going to have candidates. uh, We're going to have a candidate there. Uh, That's going to be an open seat. Am I
10: right? Uh, There may be two open seats. So Scott Weiner is also running for state senate. That's right. So District Eight or District Six may open up. Right. A- and my my bet is on Jane Kim because we need to have a state senator that is progressive and representative of the community that and we highly have,
2: intelligent yeah. to boot. Oh, she is she is <laughs> among the best. Latino studies. I mean, yeah, uh, Asian studies. Uh, Stanford. Come back to the people, and she says she has a background to show. Oh that yeah, the no,
10: I, and without a doubt, we, without hesitation, we need to get behind Jane Kim to win this state senate seat.
2: So what? Uh, just uh, to this is obviously Edwin. Linda, we were talking about a to be continued, in which we, we all bring what we have to bring and nobody goes without. And what I, I, I mentioned to you before, I mentioned it again, more and more emerging, that's why I want emerging uh, back in the early 70s, where the first district elections came, out of which came Harvey Milk. We had, in order to, in order to get that a kind of agenda, this early 70s. To 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 make the first uh, make sure that transition happened from 11 supervisors elected at large, in other words by downtown, to uh, to 11 supervisors elected by district, was to have something called the community congress. Right, and uh, we, we you had should bring back. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about to you. And when we were, uh, when I, w- I was on Capu then, mm-hmm. and I uh, was in fact I became on the staff of that. That community Congress, because there is money available to help make that happen. there are, there are, uh, there are uh, people, uh, foundations and so on, who have an interest, the Vanguard Foundation, groups like that, who have an interest. they can't, uh, they can't I think, uh, the, through their foundations, directly help a, a candidate, but they can't support something like a community Congress. Right Right. And so I'm putting that out there, as I put out there, put it in Congress. And back then, I'm talking about the early 70s, maybe yeah. before you were born. Well, and we'll do it again in 2016. Exactly. I commit to it. And the idea would be to have issue Congresses. We have media. We have legal. And it was good to see you here in uh, Ticolote. And now you're here if there's three, tripod, there's a tripod means three, two media here at the grassroots. we got Tokalete. You had one here called Mutiny Radio, our common thread collective, and the other is called Mission Local. That's right. Which came out of the, uh, which may it still has connections with, but came out of the Graduate School of Journalism. At, at, uh, I think you know some of the folks yep. in the The yep. sister, yep. who's really down with it, who's been here, who's down with it, wants to do a story about Mutiny Radio, wants to come in, make that happen. And this is like a tripod. That could be one uh, issue. Issue uh, committee, Congress to bring the media. How we can together, the media can step forward. Yep, I love that. Uh, each district, of certainly all of those that are open, uh, district should have di- uh, have community congresses for the district, in which uh, the candidates can come and uh, come together, and kind of like we saw that was happening. Uh, uh, they were happening at the Bravo Sunday, where all these different folks were there representing, just mm-hmm. representing, from Dr. Loco and the, uh, the the poet laureates. So many people, you know, came to that. It was, right. And th- there wasn't a lot of publicity for that, no. but people showed up. That's they were
10: there. Packed house, they packed sold it. out, and, and the goal is to do it again on the 14th on Thursday at Bravo.
2: And uh, dog pie. Is dog pie here? Dog pie has an idea. About that, when I told him, Dogma is coming up. Well, Dogma has this idea that this is something we could show on roots, uh, show like the pa- Black Panther used to do. Black Panther movies used to show in the Fillmore. I was there then to show uh, on a sheet in like a, like in areas to get around to get that around the neighborhood and
10: yeah. various folks. Well, they're going to do a, a college tour. We're going to do a neighborhood tour, and, and Ben um, Ben is one of the most fire, ferocious, tenacious justice seeker I've ever met. And he was very close to Alex Nieto, and when we lost Alex, he stepped up and yep. has taken leadership like no one I've seen.
2: And uh, Ben, uh, those well, with something which we know, which people know, which we're waiting for, is that it, uh, this is uh, in t- intertwined with the culture. Right. There's no uh, There's no accident that Equippo. Yeah. It uh, began in right. the. Uh, Began it. That's a model, and then, uh, and then that beautiful poem by uh, by uh, by Al- Alex uh, nice. Mhm. That beautiful poem about Alex, mm-hmm. and then ending with somebody discovered using the media again. Ending with Alex Nito, singing right. uh, singing. Uh, Las mananitas. Las mananitas. Where yeah. did you find that? And uh, here comes uh, here comes. Uh, Do you know Dogpaw?
10: I do. He actually knows my dad really well.
2: Okay. Well, tell me a bit about your dad. Yeah, so my
10: dad, he came to San Francisco in 1960, and uh, he was 10 years old. He came from Nicaragua, immigrated from Nicaragua with my grandfather. They took a, a truck from Nicaragua and drove all the way up to San Francisco, and one of his first jobs was a janitor at Wonder Bread when Wonder Bread was still around. Over on Wonder 16th, I 16th at Street. I know it you yeah. into an And you would drive really? down for trail and you would smell it. And, wow. and he would go there. My grandfather retired from, from Wonder Bread. My grandmother was one of the, the pan handlers, and so they would take the pans out of the, the fire and then wow. replace them with new ones. Um, and so my, my dad, uh, my parents divorced when I was really young, and, and he raised me by himself. Uh, my dad fought for custody. He won. And I I think he didn't necessarily understand what that meant. (laughs) He won, and then he thought, geez, I have to raise my son now by myself. And he sold everything he had. We stayed uh, at a friend's house for about six months. And they had family that had to come in. So we actually ended up moving to my grandmother's house, sleeping on the living room floor for about three years. And, And eventually, after three years, we got a room. And we shared a bed for another three and a half years. Uh, up in Bernal, and uh, th- my dad has sacrificed his life for me, uh, sure. and I owe him the rest of mine. And so I, a, a lot of reasons people say, well, why are you running? Why are you running for this seat? And I said, because this community, he came, when he came here, they moved to 20th and cap. That was the first place he had ever been in the United States. Was he? And to think that his son, who he raised by himself, could potentially serve the district that accepted him with open arms, to me, is, is, is beyond belief.
2: You know what I'm thinking of, it, is, it takes my breath away to hear all this, this is all to be continued, but who came to me was Juan Felipe Herrera, who's now the poet laureate of the United States. Right. His, 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 his history and hipstery is similar, that he came and his father who came out of the fields who came out of the fields, came and helped start the first Spanish language radio station mm-hmm. here, and uh, out of that, that was that generation. Juan Felipe, Roberto Vargas, Nicaraguan brother, right, uh, uh, Alejandro Magia. Poet laureate who fought on the, su- the southern front of the Sandinistas, that right. this is part of basin uh, and bringing, the, uh, who became the the cultural the cultural minister in Nicaragua after the victory of the Sandinistas, the Jesuit priest, and who we took down Mission Street on that walk before the victory of the Sandinistas, a walk down Mission Street. This would be history. hipstery. And hipstery, I I, I it, like that. And we're part of it. I, I say like history. That. History and hipstery. hipstery. Hipstery is the underground story that you
10: don't know, get in the history books. Right. I think you know what I'm saying. Yeah. That's happening right here on Mutiny Radio. Well, another another thing I think we can push. I, I like hipstery. Another one that I heard that I would love to bring to the city is instead of gentrification, we need to start bringing hentification. We start bringing our henter back. Henter back. The people. The people. the people. the people. It's not. We need to stop the gentrification and have hentification. <laughs> the people who are left. And had to go. Let's bring him back.
7: That would include the Aloni, I think. From the that's herbs. right. Oh,
10: well, absolutely. Should
7: be
2: part
10: of it. Well, I'm right still
7: here. <laughs> you know, we
2: need to talk to Von Philippe Ferrara and get him? But anyway, I think felicia has to go in a few minutes,
10: so I want to get her up here. Yeah. But we'll, look, we'll to be that. continued. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. I this love Unity uh, Radio. You all are awesome. Thank you. So and much all you have to do is walk through the door. You is just that walk right? through the door. They give you a mic. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, <laughs> that's
0: right. And and, and we uh, continue doing more together than he was could do on our own. And let's point out um, how people can get help out with your campaign for supervisor. Definitely, you can check out
10: the website at www.edwinlindo.com. You can sign up to volunteer. You can contribute. You can uh, read the bio. Um, this is a people. This is a people-powered campaign in all shapes and forms. Uh, We had our fundraising deadline just passed, December 31st, and I have over 150 donors that have given. The average donation is around $25. I mean, this is literally from the grassroots.
0: Well, that's fantastic, and I, I like what you were saying earlier about... Being able to be in the community and actually bringing that to city hall as a as a real representative because right. you know with San francisco and it 's my hometown too yeah and you know growing up here you, we know it to be uh, what we would refer to as a it's it 's a big city but it 's a small town too mm-hmm. so it 's a small city in a sense, and because all the neighborhoods are so distinct in that way, it really can have People really can be represented, right. uh, represented rather um, by th- by the supervisors who are down at City Hall. Right.
10: Well, and that's and that's you. May, you bring up an interesting point. You mentioned City Hall. I think it is such an onus. It's such a burden that we require the community to have to go to City Hall in that marble structure right. to ask for something.
0: Mm. And go we all should, those,
10: uh, right. And we know. should have district offices in the community yes that people can walk into like right. they do exactly. a mutiny and say I have an issue or I need you to hear me out or these are what this is what's happening on my block because if you're not in the community every day then how do you really know what's happening
0: right this you can you, you can uh, go down and uh, sit, sit in your pretty comfortable chair right and uh, <laughs> do exactly. your work hiding exactly. behind,
2: hiding behind but instead of cons- uh, and have, uh, I'd also had to it that there then should be a neighborhood council Hmm. that are uh, coming from various elements of the community uh, that, that would uh, see through this happening. I mentioned the word bureaucratic the bureaucratic pathfinder through the bureaucratic maze. Uh, now, on t- three occasions, the mission has come to City Hall and really occupied. I believe you were there. Yes. Occupied the place. And so it's about, we're talking about a back and forth. We're talking about a dynamic, I mm-hmm. guess. Is a dynamic. But what do I always say? I say, we, we cast that wide net. We find that common thread. We light, let life flourish. And here's a line that applies for this to say, don't panic, we'll keep it organic. That's right. This case, That's <laughs> right. I love you, brother. So, anyway, so I'm going to. There's a couple other uh, candidates who have thrown their hats in the ring. Yeah. Am I right? That's right. So I want to bring them down here. Please. And I'm going to bring them down here. Uh, one is, uh, one had been a, uh, had one had been on the staff of uh, 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 David Campos. Of David Campos. Aid. Yep. And the other is uh, m- more, I think he's running to be that moderate with money who comes out of the laborers'
10: union. I think he's a lawyer. Is that right? That's right. So, there's so Joshua Arce is another, the other candidate. Another yeah. So I'm going to invite them down. Please. In the next couple of weeks. That's, that's I mean, I'm excited. Bec- yesterday we had an endorsement meeting for SEIU 1021. Oh. And this is incredible the democratic process I mean when it's pure democratic process the real deal when people get to hear from every candidate and say I'm going to choose my candidate because I heard it straight from their mouth right and that that excites me and so when when people say oh well what don't you like about the other candidates and say that's not that's not me to decide my job is to run this campaign as the candidate that grew up here, the candidate that will fight, and the candidate that has proven to organize with the community through Mission Playground and Black Lives Matters. That's, that's the difference. But there's qualified candidates in this race. The question is, is who do we need now in this time, in a time of crisis? And, and I would argue, having gone through the crisis myself, there's some experience there. That's right. Finding that common thread, I, say,
2: I consider right now Black Lives Matter. Brown lives matter. Lives. uh, I'll just put it this way. Black lives matter. Brown lives matter. Red lives matter. Lives matter. Live it. Live it live it, live it. And how do you live? What's, what's it to me? I could live it without being made by being in the struggle. Without realizing it, we're building together the grassroots. This is what keeps me young at 78. <coughs> this would keeps me young at 78, saying, "Having lived through all of this, been part of all of this, for all of this hipstery you' hear now, all this 78 saying, "Live learn to love, love to learn. This never ends. Never and you're ends. welcome to it, brother.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
2: And to be Thank continued. You. Edwin
0: Lindo, go to edwinlindo.com and read w- read more about him, learn more about him and learn more about the campaign. And
2: so stick around for a bit cuz is about to come on.
0: Yeah. And Felicia, this <laughs> Well, are we g- is uh, you need a minute? Oh, you're ready? Oh, yeah. All right. So I believe the great no, thing we, about this movement is emerging yeah. is I'm
2: seeing the, the culture being interestingly involved. What happened? If it had just been a movie about Alejandro Nito, that would have been good, but it's much more than that. Yeah. You had the the, 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 the dancers. The you had the As- music. Dancers, yeah. the As- you had the, the Aslan, Aslan, Aslan. That's what we're talking about. Where I, You had Dr. Lin, uh, Dr. Loco uh, in it. and his music, uh, yeah. And his music. I, I so this is the, <laughs> I'm saying the poetry and the culture and the politics are in the tricks will be linked and that's what brings the people and the people will come and so I want to, uh, to we have here this woman is one of the te- most talented women I know oh. I want to, uh, to right Edwin Lindo, here be our sister and so we're going to assemble some musicians and stuff, uh, I love Edwin it. I wanted to. Uh, we'll be talking about, about many things, but it's something to Linda, because I know a lot of musicians will be down with this. What we're about. So whenever you have an event, whenever an event, it'll be music, it'll be poetry, and it will be the grassroots politics of the night. We can say the revolution starts now. Where you work, and where you play, where you lay your money down. So what are you doing, just standing around? The revolution starts now. Last night I had a dream that the people gathered around and, nobody had, uh, and everybody brought what they had to bring, and nobody went without, and had a new song to sing, the revolution starts now. I was, uh, fuck s- yeah, you say that too. Hey, St- Felicia, St- take St- it away, Earl. sister. Take it away? Is this the way, mic? This is sister, um, Felicia.
0: Let's see um I can hear one two three yes and then I got the other one down by my amp perfect perfect sounds great okay I've
2: been working
11: real hard on these this week I don't have um any lyrics so I'm just gonna make sure um I get so nervous I'm sorry um That everything that we could do would be worth the trouble. When I saw you, it made me want to change for the better. Because we can be better in this world. This world can be so cold. Call out my name. We move without knowing the wind will blow
0: You know, I just made up those words. So... Ex- exceptionally extemporaneous. That's how I'd like to review your first album.
11: Oh, wait. What's this? Ooh, no, not that one. That's for later. Oh, I can do this one. Okay. They talking about how we need to stay protected. Come around loud, you're about to get wrecked when they say the system's broken, but they built it this way. So all that I can do to fight is play. My weapon is my soul. I'm a bone. I'm And I'm about to go out my, my weapon is my soul. I'm a, bone. I'm a Nobody gonna take my spot. I'm here to shine. Enough pressure to make diamonds in the town take mine, I'm going to keep it. All these people acting like they don't got enough on their own. You got yourself your home. Bless to, bless to the beats and freaks of the past that pass this torch to me. And I'm going to keep it blazing. My weapon is my song. I'm a bone. And I'm about to go out. They're coming at us strong. But we're stronger and never stay calm. My weapon is my song.
0: Yeah.
9: Let me,
11: let me find
0: another one. I'll do it. Right on.
11: I'll do one more. That right. was
0: short. Yeah. Felicia Fugate.
11: So, I'm just gonna say real quick, uh, what I'm working with is a Boss RC 50, which if you listen to the show, I spent all last year trying to get. And I finally got it.
0: Yeah. Oh, so
11: here's. Good. oh, this is good. Good work. Here, I'll slow it down. And uh, this one I came up with yesterday, I try to do an hour a day. Mm-hmm. So... Okay, man, you guys, I just got
10: mm-hmm.
11: Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate all of the... Uh, I just did an Amy Winehouse cover that I put up on my SoundCloud, which my name is Felicia Fugate. I'll be having music coming out in the next couple months. Um, and. Somebody left a message on it that just it, was, it just it was Spanish, so I had to go translate it. And then I translated it and said, uh, very, very beautiful. Nice. And I was like, oh, yay. Even people who don't know, know. It's cool. OK, so let me get this going. OK. All we ever want is to be happy and safe. And when they take it away, you ask why. we got to make our moves and fight. The right way is in your heart. Don't part from me. y'all love is a dying heart. With the cards in our hands, we play together. Oh, we're ready to take off and fly. Yeah. Wait.
9: two ah,
11: sorry. Clouds by lined and silver to see the gold of the sun. And a new day's begun again. Clouds by to see the cold of the sun, and a new day's, day's begun, begun again. again. I was spotlighting to her to see the cold of the sun, and a new day's begun again. Everything I got, I work for. Mm-hmm. I got my sword sharpened, and I'm headed for the door out here trying to drive us to slaughter, but it ain't my time to go. I know the path is rocky, but the direction we must go is towards the light. I came to do it right, towards the light. Nothing is forever. Out was by. So see the gold of the a new day's yeah. be gone again. Shall light so the gold of the sun. And a new day's yeah. begun again. By so see the gold of the And a new day's be again. The cold of the sun, and a new day's begun again. Cloud, silver light, part. If you can find the time, come through. There's so much we have. So, um, I don't want to take too much time because that's a lot of uh, song, but I am always looking for people to jam with. I'm trying to start a band right now. Um, I want to be on tour this year, sometime on tour this year. If I have to do it by myself, whatever, I'll do it by myself. But I really appreciate, like, contact me. My Instagram is Glitter Bombs over Baghdad, and that's cute and easy to remember, and I just really... want to be productive this year and get things done and record so if anybody has any ideas for me contact me and i love you and i love the station and yeah so that's me felicia fugate thank you
0: felicia fugate
11: so good to oh, you. wow. Really that that was an
0: amazing set. Thank you so much. I, I know that you're dedicated to your music, and anybody who is out there and wants to jam with you uh, is in the right frame of mind.
2: Dedicated in the, the best possible way, devastating as well. Felicia, well, so glad to have you around as a part of our collective, as part of this community, as a fellow human being. Felicia the cuff. We're
11: all off the cuff. We just
0: make the shoe up and we're awesome. Burgers. Okay. Yeah! <laughs> Word. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's amazing. This is a great we Whatever we had to go through
2: last week to conquer it, she's conquered it. Uh, the so-called technical difficulties and it was beautiful. Now I we know. wanted to put some music I on because we got Dogpaw and this brother of another bike messenger. I was a bike messenger in 1957, by the way. Bike messenger by day. Beatnik, by day and night. It was 1957, and I was in seventh heaven, a non-linear dart on the urban checkerboard. Beatniks, we were called. We were the first rebel bike messengers. Uh, the, 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 there was Western Union, but they were all uh, pretty much uh, small Filipino guys with bow ties, black bow ties, who had to be like this, this, is Wow. But the first radical rebel bike messengers, of which you're part of a whole lineage, uh, which uh, Dog Pod knows quite well. But we're the wild ones, going back to the beatniks. Then they're the hippies. And then you had the as fuck bike messengers, bands like l L S D, El L-Sid, bands like that, which came out of where we know where skateboard and punk rock m- met, but we also know where bike messengers and punk rock met. It's part of the Am I right, Bob? Oh,
12: correct. It's so cool to uh, listen to you talk about all that, because you're oh. talking about a whole different Planet X uh, that we don't know anything about him. Well, mean, I was biking, there and I'm still here now. riding That's bike I'm for a living in 1957. I mean, I was like even a glimmer in, uh, <laughs> in my mom's <laughs> eye. You know, just. Still yeah,
2: agree have a seventy-eight-year-old guy. But when I say it's seventy-eight, you're about to tell us dog pie You brought this brother in, and here's Howard. You guys are gonna, uh, you're gonna talk to. You're gonna let this let us know what this brother's about. This brother's gonna let us know what it's about.
12: Well, you know, first of all, I just wanted to thank you for you know bringing folks in, you know, to talk about Alex Nieto and the fine film that was done um, over oh, the showing over the weekend. You know, because that was an amazing turnout you know, to see the Bravo Theater filled uh, to to capacity. Yeah, you know, so you know somebody's doing something right when well, that happens, somebody you Somebody know, is so all
2: of us together. Coming together, Getting on the same page. Oh, yeah. Getting out of the box, of the box they
0: put us in yeah. and push the envelope. But look, well, well we, No, let's, let's talk. Okay, I mean, okay well, let Why okay. do oh, right. you take we're it
12: away? We're just we're just to well, it and just, it just it. briefly, I mean, because oh, if we want to play some music, we can do that too, no, you know? No,
0: that's is that cool. Right? You guys come okay, on well, in. You guys are here. Let's talk about this. To kind of enhance the
12: programming here today, you know, I was sent a story. about a fellow bike messenger that came into our lives recently Uh, Isal Marquez, right, who rides uh, a bike for a living here in San Francisco, you know, in the food delivery uh, part of uh, bike messaging that we have now uh, in the 21st century. And uh, his story is the story of uplift, it's the story of compassion. And uh, here now we have uh, Isal Marquez, who's uh, probably the youngest bike messenger that we have in this room. You know, we got Diamond Dave, (laughs) we got Howard (laughs) Williams, we got myself. And this guy here who's just been riding for, how long, how long have you been riding? About three months. i step up oh. to the mic right there. Yeah, then. you're good. Okay. About three months. Three months. Yes. Unbelievable. Well, tell your tell you story. You're, you come to work, right? You, you, you leave your house. You unlock your bike. You get on the bike. You go to work. And, and then what
3: happened? Well, I, um, it was a pretty interesting day. I remember dropping my wife off to work and uh, looking at, as I always look at the sky just to remind me that a higher being above me, and uh, I, before we left home, I put on my favorite uh, hoodie, and my wife said, "Why are you taking your favorite hoodie?" I said, "Well, it's gonna be a special day today." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, before I dropped her off, I said, "You know, I feel like something, something special is gonna happen, for whatever reason." I've just, she just looked at me, and then I dropped her off, and picked up my food, uh, because I work for Uber Eats. And um, about 1.20, to be precise, I was coming down Market, um, westbound, and I hit um, Taylor. And right before I I was crossing Taylor, I saw a whole bunch of people on the streets panicking, Mm -hmm. chaotic. It was just a chaotic scene, and so uh, i I have a really habit to just know my awareness of my surroundings so i've as I stared at the bus stop, I saw two guys standing right right between them there was a female mm-hmm. and um as I said, Look down on the floor, there was a whole bunch of blood on the floor and um and I just kind of th- threw me back to my first date going to work for uber i was on my bike on 14 mission and some dude pulled a knife on me (laughs) wow oh man yeah i you know and i i've i've just minding my own business and this dude just pulled a knife on me and and when he pulled a knife on me i got off my bike and i grabbed my bike and i said dude i said uh you know you got a problem he goes and he started cursing and foul mouth and he was very hostile so as he's charging towards me i grabbed my bike and i said I'm going to take that knife and shove it so deep up your ass that you're going to look mighty silly walking down the street. Yeah. And when he saw that I was serious about it, he started backing down, and, and I said, don't you ever do that again if you're not going to use that knife. Because I, I said, you're lucky I'm running late. Uh, otherwise, I will take that knife and just shove it so deep up your <laughs> rear end that you will look mighty silly. Uh,
12: you are like.
3: <laughs> so
12: anyway,
3: yeah. boy, I mean, you know, he, he kind of rattled my feathers because it, it was just uncalled for. I well, it's a fight or flight moment. Yeah, I mean, I. So anyway, I've I was already late because my car didn't start, so I was on the bike getting to work. Cool. Uh, pressing forward to to that scene on a market that's what I thought it was happening to this poor female
0: oh had yeah. okay
3: because I saw the blood on the on the floor and the guy standing right next to her and so I jumped out of my bike and I've, I was thinking well I need to identify who has the knife and who's stabbing her so I can drop this fool by no means, I'm not Superman. I'm just
0: <laughs> 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 just trying to look out for folks. Well, I mean, you know, trying looking I,
3: out. I mean, you know, it, it's. I really have a a thing for people trying to hurt other human being. Absolutely. If they cannot fight back, I mean. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. if, if you want to hit somebody, hit somebody. They cannot hit back.
12: Yeah. Just out of curiosity, um, how old was this woman that we're talking
3: about? Uh, a young you know one? what? Old I, one was old? She was like. In it, uh, uh, I would say l- early 40s, uh-huh. late 30s. Mm-hmm. And so she was crouching down. Another female was just trying to make let her, you know, make it sit, sit on that bus stop. As I got close to the female and I look at the dude on her right, I noticed he was on his phone asking for help. And that's when I switched my brain from trying to kick his ass and switch my brain to whoa what the
9: mm-hmm. heck it mm-hmm. was like
3: really and then it's like hell help the baby it's so as I look down in between this woman's leg the umbilical cord is coming out of her pants wow and the baby on the floor and <gasps> and some fool was just filming Oh my God! talking a whole bunch of trash and then this other woman that wow. that say that she was a nurse she was just holding the poor woman mm-hmm. and no one mm-hmm. was doing anything so I took my favorite hoodie <laughs>
9: mm-hmm. and
3: wrapped the baby because I seen both I have two kids my mm-hmm. wife gave birth to two children a boy and a girl so I, I don't pretend to be a doctor by all means but I saw what they did as soon as my kids were born mm-hmm. uh, wrapped them around. So it actually. was
12: just automatic yeah. behavior that yeah I just, just
3: just pretty much it was just a, that's cool I, I took I wrapped the baby and 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 then the nurse she said, "Give me the child. I'm a certified nurse." I said, "No, I'm not, mm-hmm. uh, because in my mind she, you had a chance to uh, assist this poor woman, and you didn't do anything." Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, and so I just kept the child, and then she said, "Pat him on the back because he's not moving." Mm-hmm.
9: <laughs> so mm-hmm. I pat
3: the baby. I, at that point, it was a lot of things were going through my mind. I was thinking of my own kids.
10: Oh, my goodness. Yeah.
13: you know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah,
3: yeah. And so then the other I world, the other world. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty interesting experience, and so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I pat the baby on <laughs> the back, and next thing you know, the child just started crying and moving his hand.
12: Yeah, yeah.
3: Oh, wow, so that was pretty Beautiful. amazing, yeah. man. I mean, pretty amazing, it's because life. Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking about my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, how it—it's it, a very unique experience to just hold a brand new baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's you know, it's like when you buy a, a brand new car, you sit and smell it. It's nothing like. It smell a brand new baby
9: mm-hmm. i don't mm-hmm.
3: know i don't know if you ever had the experience but to me i've yeah, yeah. yeah. I, soon, I, I mean. how
12: soon after did the paramedics show up uh, it was a fire department well
3: it was like i said there's, there's a lot of million things happening it, once i grabbed the baby um the man who i thought was stabbing the woman uh, got off the phone and uh and he said the paramedics and the file departments on his way. And then some other woman that was just—I don't know who she was—but she probably is hanging around. She grabbed uh-huh. me by the hand and she's like, "Hey, let's go party. You're my hero."
13: Oh
9: wow!
3: <laughs> and, yeah. I said, and I said, "No, I'm I." Gonna happen on Street anyway. Yeah, this woman she wanted to sure. buy me. She sure. wanted to take me out and drink sure. and party. Sure. And said,
12: as as we do too. Yeah, to I'm, I'm like, oh, so it's natural.
3: So I'm without a shirt. I'm uh-huh. shirtless, and it's really, really cold. there's a lot of blood on my stomach, my hand. And then this other dude grabbed me, uh, the DJ at uh, Crazy Horse. He's right. Player. He has become a good friend of mine. And uh, he goes, "Hey, dude, you're a hero. No one wanted to do anything, and you did." He mm-hmm. said, "Come mm-hmm. to my shop. You can you wash up." Because I, at that point, I have I was shirtless. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. I figured, well, God. I'm gonna get my jacket back or something. And and lo and and lo and behold. I, as he's grabbing me by the hand, because I wanted to wash all the blood and placenta out of my, my body, and possibly get a new jacket and a new shirt. Um,
0: that that'd be nice at that moment. Yeah, that would be nice. So as
3: he's as he's walking me towards his shop, I'm like, oh shoot, it's the crazy word, it's a strip joint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He goes, don't worry about it, dude. I said, and then I just thought, well, if my wife finds me here, she'll kill me. She'll my nuts off. But under the
12: circumstances we're all good. Yeah, no,
3: I <laughs> I, I mean, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, so you go home and you say, yeah, so today I uh, delivered a baby on the street and then I went to the strip joint. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> that's what, a new shirt. <laughs> That's what
3: because he gave me a shirt. I, you know, I walked in his strip joint and I didn't know <laughs> that I was walking into the female's bathroom and now I love like three females, there naked and then he's like, hey, get out of here girls he needs to wash up. And I'm like, dude, he goes, no, don't worry about it. So he went (laughs) back to his shop, upstairs or whatever, where the girls dance, and he gave me a shirt with the crazy horse. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No one's back. (laughs) Um, And so I wash up, clean up, and, and, um, you know, like I say, there was so many things happening that when I picked up the baby, pressing back, you know, rewinding, uh, as I picked up the baby someone called 911 and next thing you know all the uh, eastbound westbound was closed on market it was mm-hmm. just like in a movies man right right uh, so life
12: and death paramedic uh, the,
3: the, the the San Francisco PD and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean the fire department and, I mean, and, and
2: up. this is this all again when you're doing what you're usually doing just riding your bike down the street that's mm-hmm. right and it's suddenly well, suddenly everything changed every, it's so th- Boom. And you, they the center, it's like a movie. When you tell it, it's like a movie being made. But it's a movie that was never. Well, I guess somebody's, but this is amazing. It should be, uh, to, and that's the kind of thing we want to do right here, is to let people know the real stories of life. <laughs> yeah. Hey,
3: you yeah, know, that's right. I, I gotta be honest. That being a bike, uh, uh, a uh, messenger deliver bike is to me, it's the best, the best job in the world. I mean, I have a lot of different jobs, but. I wish I was like 20 20 years younger cuz I'm 48. We years all old. do. <laughs> well, we all I mean, do. you know, <laughs> it, under the circumstance cuz I have so much fun
12: mm-hmm.
3: t- on the streets oh, on my yeah, bike. Yeah, it's a
12: very liberating kind of job. You're flying all
3: yeah, day. Yeah, I, I mean, I I'm a, like I say I feel free, man. I feel like like like, you know, I'm just I was born.
12: The the closest thing to a democracy, I think, where you can just kind of go with the ebb and flow of everything and just interact coexist, so You know, yeah. we
2: have a whole lineage of uh, we've uh, touched on it before a bike messenger music and that's something which you also know is that right
12: yeah you know if you could uh, uh we could take a moment you know yeah, uh, yeah let me know what to do we're gonna
2: to have play play. to close up early today so good to hear your stories brother and you're always welcome so why yeah. don't you give her some music and we'll go out and use that as a transition.
0: Yeah, l- let me know that. the music. We'll finish the story, and then we'll play the music.
12: Oh, Perfect. okay. Oh, skul- Skunkadelics.
0: Oh, sounds Skunkadelics. good.
12: Which is a, a current bike messenger band that, uh, you know, threw a couple of songs our way to share with everybody. So you bring them Nice. Well, oh, skunk- look at all these generations of bike messengers I right? was right. looking at you all going, wow, look at the young one here, <laughs> and the next younger one here, <laughs> and then the older guy there, and the really, oh, really so young old. guy right really. there. Really. And Skunkadelics brings together
2: skunk. Skunk, uh, skunk and Psychedelic, that was 1966, 67, 68. Now we have the Skunkadelics. Good uh, good skunk weed and Psychedelic, so good, <laughs> just a Psychedelic man riding down your bike down the street, am I right? Correct. <laughs> Got it. Bike messenger by day and beatnik by day and night. It was 1957, and I was in seventh heaven, a nonlinear dart on the urban checkerboard. That's what we're talking about. I think it went better. All right. So man. good to have you here. Thank you. That's where yeah. We're
0: so, on. but I want to—I want to finish this story yeah, real quick. Story, no. um, so, okay. so you go, you get cleaned up, at the crazy horse. You walk away with a new T-shirt.
3: <laughs> yeah, with, with the T-shirt has, the, like six girls on the back with a huge <laughs> logo, like a lion yeah <laughs> and so
0: the big like silhouette oh, yeah. so so
3: check so this out I get to work
0: oh you're not even at work yet no
3: no oh I, you're
0: on your way I, I'm on my way you're to work to oh Good my dark. goodness well, so I went get,
3: to the crazy horse first yeah so I, I, I <laughs> yeah right? I get to work you wouldn't be the first
14: messenger to go to a uh, strip club before work <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: yeah but, but so I get to work and I am telling everybody at work and they're looking at me with the with the shirt right and a pen because the dude gave me a shirt and a couple of pens, <laughs> and, and so my boss Donna, she's really cool, man. She's she's really a cool boss. She goes, "How'd you do today?" I said, "Well, I didn't sell out." And uh, everybody's like, "Boy, you been hanging out at the at the strip joint?" I'm like, "No, I deliver a baby." <laughs> uh, and they're like, "Yeah, right. Yeah, right." They were like, "Yeah, who was delivering a baby?" I said, no, for real. So he my co- story. so my co-worker, Adam, who's another biker who was just passing by there, who, who's so, actually, he was holding my bike. He's coming, he's, five minutes later, he's pulling in, and he's like, hey, guess what he's up there? And he's telling everybody that I, so everybody's like, really? So it's a true story? <laughs> I said, what, well, you think I'm going to make this up?
0: Right, right. No way.
14: <laughs> Beautiful you know, you story. Saw, uh, it is. This reminds me uh, of, a st- of an event in the 80s where uh, a messenger, um, Pete. I, sorry, I forgot his last name. Uh, tackled a bank robber, um, and on the street, uh, jumped off his bike, tackled the bank robber, and subdued him. And as a result it was much safer for us. Uh, The police were not harassing us so much for the next few weeks. Mm -hmm. And so um, I just hope that uh, what you have done to me is even more important uh, and gets us um, some better response. Thank you. Uh, Wiggle room uh, from uh, the police and from uh, the city at large. Uh, because you earned it for us and I'm very appreciative
3: you know interesting that you say that uh, because of that experience and most of the uh, uh, police officers from the tenant line showed up there uh, it's interesting you say that they I prior to that I was driving I was on the sidewalk and a lieutenant that was pretty upset was gonna give me a ticket however after that incident a lot of the officers, hey, Isa, how you doing? So they're pretty much leaned with us, um, you know, delirious, because especially when it's raining, mm-hmm. I was apologizing to one of them, and he turned around and he said, you know what, it's okay, man, you, you bikers need to be safe. So when it's raining and it's wet, stay on the sidewalk. So I, I thought I was pretty, I, I'm, I mean, I, it's, it's interesting that you point that out, because that's my experience. A lot of these officers, they remember what, I did and so they give us cuz it's kind of dangerous up there when it's wet you oh, know absolutely. what I mean yeah <laughs> especially
12: now more than ever cuz you got all that oily cuz exactly. so, it hasn't rained for so long well that was very thoughtful of the of the officer to say that that's a very rare yeah, uh, moment that needs to be uh, you all know right. celebrated of course you know hopefully there'll
0: be more that, that see it that way beings. you know when heroes sure become ambassadors we, if we
2: touch one another in our common humanity that's the only way we could we're going to be able to survive. We're going to be able to go beyond this. It's called doing more together than any of us can do on our own. The whole being greater than the sum of its parts. Hey Val. So we got some well, music.
0: Yeah, we do got to, we do have some music. Uh, thank you, Esau. Thanks I for know. coming in to tell your story. Thanks Boy for saving a life on the streets of San oh, Francisco. Yeah, yeah. That's the kind of story we need to hear because uh, you know we know the other w- the, we know the opposite. Dog Paul Howard, thanks for uh, bringing your fellow uh, bike messenger in Thank and uh, yeah, putting thanks, putting Carol. out the good putting out the good thanks, word. Dave.
2: Oh yeah,
12: a good story.
0: Good Anonymous stuff. Good going to
2: on the urban checkerboard right <laughs> now. Not 1957. <laughs> But right now, it's been a long, strange trip. But here we are, around this table, going out to you, around the planet, on Mutiny Radio.
0: That's right. And here's the Skunkadelics. I know, off their album, Almost as Good as Bad Pizza. That was a super energized song. Uh, I know everything is going to be fine. That's a song I know from the Skunkadelics off their album. Uh, I think it's called Better Than Bad Pizza. What is it called? Uh, I just had it a second ago, but that was really fun. I really appreciate it. Thanks for the request, Dogpaw. Thanks for bringing in friends uh, to tell stories about... uh, Superhero Bike Messengers. Oh yeah, so the album is called Almost As Good As Bad Pizza from the Skunkadelics. Lots of fun. And I see that our friend James Conrad is back um, and Bloodflowers at the piano so we're going to hear from James' novel,
5: Zordo Clean's House, 2016. Hello folks. Hope you're having a happy new fear so far. Uh, My name is James Conrad. And uh, I've got a book in my hands here, uh, Zurdo Clean's House. Uh, you can't see it if you're, on, if you're listening, because I'm on radio. Now, um, gonna take us back just a little bit. And previously, in episode 49 of Zurdo Clean's House, what if somebody decided to kill a person who did them and God knows how many others serious harm? Are you talking about revenge, my son? Asked Father Leon. Well, I was thinking it was more along the lines of protecting innocent people from dying or having their lives ruined. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I bring you episode 50 of Zordo Clean's House. On June 11th, 2011, Gregory Keene turned 63. To celebrate, his stepson, Casey, took him out for dinner at his favorite steakhouse. After they finished eating, they climbed into Casey's van and drove to Greg's house. Along the way, Casey picked up a 12-pack of beer, of which Greg consumed the lion's share as they spent the next two hours in his living room watching television. "Uh Uh-oh, said Greg, his face a little flushed as he gave Casey a playful but subtly coercive look. We're out of beer. "'Yeah, I'll get some,' said Casey, standing up and walking toward the door. "'You'd better, you son of a bitch,' growled Greg, his voice full of menacing ridicule. "'It's my birthday. Plus, they stopped selling beer at two o'clock, so hurry the hell up.' "'Casey turned around for a moment, looked his stepfather in the eye, and smiled. "'Don't worry,' he said. I'm all over it. "'Casey stepped outside the house, climbed into his van.' and drove to the 7-Eleven on Almaden Expressway, arriving a little after midnight. There, he bought a fresh six-pack of beer and picked up Zorto, who'd been waiting for him there for just under a half an hour. So what's the plan, asked Zorto, as he took a seat in the back and fastened his safety belt. Just chill out back there for a minute, said Casey, starting the engine. I'll keep him occupied. As soon as everything's ready, I'll come and get you. Okay, said Zorto. Casey drove back to his stepfather's house, opened the door to the carport attached to the house using the remote control strapped to the driver's side visor, pulled inside, and shut the door behind him. Next, he turned off the engine, grabbed the beer, stepped outside the car, and went into the house through the door inside the carport. Once he made his way to the living room, he saw his stepfather sprawled upon the couch, drunk and unconscious. Leaning over, he gave him a gentle nudge. Gregory stirred, opened his eyes, and looked up to see Casey standing over him, six-pack in hand. "'Huh?' he said, sitting up a little dazed. "'What is it?' "'I got some more beer, like you said,' said Casey, with a smile, showing his stepfather the six-pack. "'Oh,' said Greg, lying back once more. "'Just put it in the fridge.' "'You sure?' asked Casey as his stepfather closed his eyes and went back to sleep." He stood there for a few months while Greg snoozed, then walked around the ground floor, then the second, closing every window. Once that was done, he made his way back to the carport. Casey climbed inside his van and peered into the back where Zordo sat cross-legged in his stocking feet, looking over a printed set of instructions for the lighting control panel with a keychain flashlight. All set, said Casey, he's out cold. Okay, said Zordo, folding up the instructions and pocketing them along with the flashlight. Where's the control panel? Just on the other side of the door, to the right. Gotcha, said Zordo. He climbed out of the van and walked toward the doorway to the kitchen. Thank you very much, folks. My name is James Conrad. This is the Common Thread Collective at Mutiny Radio at 21st and Florida in the Mission of San Francisco. Tune in next week, same time frame thereabout, same Mutiny channel for episode 51 of Zordo Clean's House. And soon, folks, we will learn why this book is called Zordo Clean's House. You'll see. <laughs> take care folks back to you diamond dave and val <laughs> oh james conrad leaving
0: us hanging every week every week and i know there are 77 episodes of Zerdo cleans house in a, in a good way in a good way that's right bloodflower, and thank you for playing piano creating that uh, the score we can say for uh, that uh, this this novel by james conrad Zerdo cleans house you can buy it on amazon and i think you should and we have well, uh, r- Rainbow
2: and, uh, and drift, drift are, are setting gonna, up.
0: They are setting up. That's wonderful. Welcome back, guys. Oh what's well it's so great to have all these friends and, and folks come down every week, um or, or any week and to be part of the Common Thread Collective. You are listening to the Common Thread Mutiny Collective Radio. on mutinyradio.fm and broadcasting live from the corner of twenty first in Florida. So we hope you can come down and join us sometime. Um, just as so many folks do. And uh and another another friend we've got, DJ Rubble here. Welcome back. Hey DJ Rubble. You know Val. I
2: just want to second that, because it's just amazing. And how each week builds to the week after, you know? Mm -hmm. Because I think with our brother here, our brother... uh, uh, our brother here. I'm talking about Edwin Lido coming in, and Lido uh, and being a connection Lindo. not only with what he's about and building these campaigns, building this movement. Mm-hmm. Then more and more, I can see mm-hmm. that there's a natural fit as we become a b- become a voice of social, cultural, and personal change. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: it's true. And uh, you know, Dave, a couple weeks back when we did our last show of the year on December 18th. Um, we were looking ahead. We had Tim Redmond in here from previously of the SF Bay Guardian and uh, the editor of 48hills.org and um, you know we were we were looking ahead and seeing 2016 is a is a big year and we're happy to be here as a, a well as a as a media outlet for the community. Uh we welcome you to come down and join us and and talk with us and talk to all our listeners, our thousands of listeners out there and uh we thank you and love you too. So and remember, Do you
2: too, the podcast goes up as soon as the show is over. Is that it's right It's no? true.
0: Oh, and I also want to make a special announcement about that. Right. So if you're going, if you've been listening for a long time, um, sometimes when I post uh, to Common Thread Collective on Facebook, um, I put out the, the direct link um, to our podcasts. So um, th- there's actually two different links, <laughs> of course. Nothing, not making it too easy. And... Um, so if you go to mutinyradio.fm, um, you'll notice that when you go there, it directs you to our website, but it also, the name of the website is uh, from a previous era, pcrcollective.org. Uh, so you'll, you'll see at the top, so a lot of our uh, our podcasts are indexed. Um, the page when you when you go to it it says pcrcollective.org slash whatever the show is so um initially and for a very long time it was uh, slash diamond dave um we've got a new page up there now that you can find directly through mutinyradio.fm and it's slash common thread collective so if you go to mutinyradio.fm go to podcasts find us on friday click on common thread collective you'll see just our most recent shows that have been up there since about september um but don't worry our previous shows are still there if you type in the same uh website you'll see or the same uh page uh, that you see Common Thread Collective on just erase that, type in Diamond Dave and you'll get the index of all the last year's shows and some from the previous year and of course we actually have some archives that go back several years um, that are going to be available soon uh, we're working on getting our new website up which is going to uh, make all of our past shows available so uh, if you're listening um, if you're a listener and you want to check it out, it's all still available um, and uh, a lot of the older shows will be to be uh, forthcoming.
2: Beautiful. As I say, the past shakes hands with the future for the now, right now. Today is the first day of the rest of our life. And in fact, uh, here's one of our far forward correspondents. I'm talking about DJ Rabble. Rabble, have you dis- Rabble what have you discovered?
8: Rebel. Yeah, here the it rubble. is. Um, I've, got, I've got an announcement to get in here before we get back to some of the entertainers here. Um, you must know Keith McHenry. The, uh, Since he
2: first appeared from Boston, carrying the message of Food Not Bombs here from Boston, and we started serving, get in a loop and have some soup. No time to frown, time to chow down.
8: The Food Not Bombs is the key, the food we have is every, fr- and that's going back to the 80s. So go ahead. Yeah, I showed up from Boston in the early 90s, um, and he was a comrade at San Francisco Liberation Radio, and of course an avowed anarchist. Now he's in the news again, and he's going to be here. Um, this is not a good situation and no different than what he faced here and what people face here all the time Um, food not bombs co-founder Keith McHenry faces new criminal charges for his work to defend the rights of the poor Um, facing three misdemeanor charges in Santa Cruz Superior Court as a result of his work to defend the rights of the poor the original case stemmed from an action where McHenry replaced 33, what he's calling blue artist boxes on Pacific Avenue, downtown Santa Cruz, that the city had just arbitrarily removed. Um, He decided to put them back. Um, On December 8th, The D.A. told the court that a warrant had been issued for his arrest in a new case where he had been charged with quote-unquote offensive words under California Penal Code 415. Now, we'd all be in jail if that charge was put out on us the other new misdemeanor was quote-unquote failure to obey a police officer which we ought to have the right to disobey them sometimes because he claimed that he told mchenry to use a crosswalk at city hall at midnight during the freedom sleepers protest so these are the charges Um, and you know this is mchenry's history anyway now what they're trying to do is give him an alternative to jail and dropping some of the charges in the face of a plea bargain and one of the things the plea bargain does besides the fact that you're under martial law whenever you're on probation for a probation officer they can threaten to and throw you back in for anything sometimes you'd be better off fighting the charges but this one says he could get work release instead of two months in jail if he has a a, a year's worth of stay-away order from Pacific Avenue Mall and all of those places around uh, Santa Cruz. He can't
2: do that. He's, uh, that's wh- that's part, part of where he is. I just want to say that when you, uh, when you take a bite of, of cheese, uh, Keith McKenzie, you've bit off more than you can chew. He's no, uh, <laughs> I'll just put it that
8: way, if I can put it that way. So go ahead. Now, what's going on here, Tuesday, he's, he's on a tour. Okay, let's bring him here. Oh, he's coming to um, San Francisco, Tuesday, January 12th, 7 to 9 p.m., Green Apple Books, 506 Clement Street, 7 p.m. So we're looking at 7 p.m. the 12th, which is this coming Tuesday. That's right. At Green Apple Books. Um, Now, McHenry has... Published what this article says, a lot of people have wanted to publish, and have never published an anarchist cookbook. The an
2: anarchist book, cookbook came out long ago, uh, but, uh, but this may be a well, an anarchist cookbook. This might be a supplement, but I know. I what thought you're I about. thought
8: there was an anarchist there was. cookbook, but it, what it, it, it is? It got
2: notorious because it had uh, it, it had uh, recipes for Molotov cocktails and the like. Uh, that's not his anarchist books. His. Uh, His anarchist cookbook uh, cookbook has to do, I'm sure, feeding excellent food uh, for very little money to good people, uh, good, nutritious food. That's the anarchist book. But anyway, and he likes to cook, too. He has this kind of song and dance he does where he comes and cooks up in front of everybody and tells his story. That'd be Keith McHenry.
8: Well, here's what it is. Um, Topics in the book include the nature of anarchism, approaches to social and political change, what works and what doesn't, avoiding entrapment, Entrapment by the FBI, food politics, and vegan recipes and cooking for Easy both large and small sure. groups.
0: Well, look, what's the, wait, d- what's the name of the book again?
8: Anarchist Cookbook. Anarchist Cookbook. Anarchist Cookbook. Anarchist cookbook.
2: But, kid, but it may not have a copyright because it's the Anarchist book Cookbook. But anyway, well, that sounds. Well, do you have a number for Keith McHenry?
8: Are you in touch with him?
2: I'm not in touch
8: with him. I don't know him that well okay, personally. I do. We're
2: Facebook friends. We've cooked together my, many times together. We've uh, cooked together. Said get in the loop and have some soup. We got arrested together a number of occasions at City Hall. So I'm going to So uh, I'm going to do my best to have him call in next week so he can tell his own story. And I'll go down to Green Apple on Tuesday if I possibly yeah, can. Yeah,
8: see if he's going to be around for a few days because he, he was the one who introduced me to San Francisco Liberation Radio, and it resulted in about fifteen straight years of. That's when we first met each other.
2: So in fact, is it not?
8: Yeah, that's where. So we're all we, connected.
2: Um, That's part of what we do. So thanks a lot, brother. Thanks,
0: DJ Rubble. Okay, great. Thank you for, uh, yeah, highlighting that. We definitely... You know, Dave being a, a long, uh, well, <laughs> a li- lifetime member <laughs> of Food Not Bombs, right? I guess. Yep. But also, uh, you know, a few months ago we had people calling in from Florida, um, fr- I think Fort Lauderdale down in Florida, who were with Food Not Bombs, where it's got the situation's gotten ridiculous. And, and there's been laws passed saying you can't feed people on the street and uh, criminalizing homelessness, criminalizing feeding the homeless. That's really happening in this country. And um, so it's a good thing to keep. Uh, keep on top of. And uh, thanks for that And one report. thing to say
8: before I go about this corrupt city is a lot of us that were activists in Boston back then, Food Not Bombs was in Boston. That's where I came from. And um, there was very in little way. interference at all. They sort of saw it as a good thing as far as what I know. As soon as we came out here, I'm talking about early '90s. That's what we're talking about. It was like the, the politics and the police around this homelessness and stuff were ratcheted up more than anything I had ever seen. And anywhere we had we were here for life.
2: Camp Agnew, and we had that homeless camp in right in front of the city hall. Remember, Food Not Bombs had a 24-hour kitchen there. And uh, of course, well, let me say, let, let's say I, I, I I just remember I need to say, if, uh, Food Not Bombs still exists. In fact, you find me. I was there yesterday. We cook at uh, we cook uh, uh, right across from the BART station at uh, BART station, and so come on through. And we serve every Friday. And now it's six o'clock every Thursday, right at the BART station, the 60th of the Mission Food Not Bomb still goes. I'm still it's part of it.
8: Thursday. Every Thursday. Oh, I should look for it. I haven't been around it for years. Come okay. on through.
2: I've, I'm going to keep the uh, address under the uh, the address under the under the under wraps <laughs> under wraps for the time being but you can connect to me come on through and here we be and good here she be thank so, uh, you
0: yeah and coming up up next i see we've got rainbow and drift we're going to play us a couple songs so take it away folks mm-hmm. oh, are we ready for we're ready for yeah. you okay all right hey i thought the second one
15: we would do was butterfly lament uh, Are we are we ready?
0: We are ready for you.
15: Okay, this is called the color blue. The love song to Krishna. Hare Krishna. We'll give you a quick one. This is called Butterfly Lament. Thank you so much Diamond, Dave, Val for letting me play here. It's always a great thrill. Thank you You so much.
2: Drift and Rainbow. So good. See you next week. And now we got Stephanie. It's come through. So good to see you, Stephanie. Going up. And then, oh, and EK just showed up too. Oh, wow. So we'd, we'd be doing it. It'd be goddesses galore, sisters glorious around here. That's true, that's true. Hey, Richard, everybody. Another pretty amazing show, isn't it? Another great day in San Francisco.
0: It is. I think we're bringing the sunshine to this winter day. Bring the sun sh- Let the sunshine
2: in. Hey, Stephanie, so good to see your sister. Hi. Tell us about Hi. it.
16: <laughs> that song sounds in my head. That's a very happy song. <laughs> so... We just had a new year, as we all know, and uh, it just so happens that I saw something like, you know, 2016 equals the number nine, you know, is a mystical number of completion. So I thought that, nine. yeah, the number nine, which in my Tantric Dakini Oracle book is the keys of the universe. So let us just remember that, even though my message a is little, a little bit strong today, that really we have the keys to the universe, and that it means that we are at the end of a cycle and beginning a new one, and that everything that we think is sometimes impossible or we feel like we can't remove or we feel controlled by really nothing's impossible and actually it's just what we're suggesting to ourselves. And wait, hold on, interactive here. Um, I got this coin from the ashram that I live with um, and it says God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference to thine own self be true exactly yeah.
9: so
2: well, that's the, prayer. <laughs> the serenity prayer That's the Haiti prayer. and uh, myself I have 15 years of sobriety oh. and on the red road which is a Native American uh, version from the Lakota and that prayer is uh, that prayer is translated in goes like this: Great Spirit, whose voice I hear in the wind, whose breath gives life to the world, hear me. I come to you as one, in one of your many children. I'm small and weak. I need your strength and wisdom. May I walk in beauty? It's also called the Beauty Way, and that's it. And uh, I say that every day, from, uh, bound to, throughout the day, it comes to me. And I haven't had a drink in 15 years. So take it away
16: yeah let's get a little round of applause for our brother still taking he chose life one day at a time so I guess that is the message of this is that it's just one day at a time so um, this song has been coming into my little Tourette's music box often and so I think you guys know it it's Otis Redding yeah change is gonna come so I hope you don't mind, I'll be doing a acapella. I think I need to stand for it though. I was born by a river in this little old tent. And just like this river, I've I've been running ever since. It's been a long, long time. A long time coming, but I know change is gonna come. Oh, yes, it is. And it's been too hard living, but I'm afraid to die. I don't know what's up there beyond the clouds, but it's been a long, long time. A long time coming, and I know change is gonna come. Oh, yes it is. And there's a time that I'll go to my brother's. And I said, brother, won't you help me, please? And he turned me down, and I said, So I asked my dear sweet mother, I said, Mother, I'm down, I'm down on my knees. And it's been time that I thought, Lord, this couldn't last for very long, but but somehow i thought i would be able to carry on but it's been a long long time a long time coming so i know change has got to come and it's been it's been so long so long a little too long but i know change has got to come and it's so tired, I'm so tired of this suffering. And I stand by myself, I stand up alone, but change has gotta come. And I know, and you know, and you know, that I know, and I know, that you know, The change has gotta come. And change has gotta come. Oh, yes, it will. Beautiful, <laughs> Stephanie. So it will come. It does come. Dame and we come can direct how can it comes. So accept the things you cannot change, but change the things that you can. Amen.
2: You're at the bottom looking up. Word. Keeping that looking up. Coming together. As Stephanie, so glad to have you here. Love wow. you, sister. It's about uh, doing more together than any of us can do on our own. It's about getting on the same page, it's getting out of the box, it's about pushing the envelope of the social, cultural, political, and personal change.
16: Mm hmm. That's right, all of
2: that. Change the things we can and, can't and, and accept the things we can't. And we're constantly working because we're not always sure what's happening. I say E.K. is here, yeah. a poet. And E.K. and, e. and I do. In fact, I'm inviting you right now. We do every year. It's called Poems Under the Dome. Did you hear about that? Mm-mm. Okay, this is a vision I had 11 years ago. The, uh, I was standing there at Alamo Park looking down at City Hall and all its new goldenness. Suddenly, so had a vision. And the vision was, what a great place to do an open mic. What a great place to open mic for the spoken word, I thought. And I thought for a second, oh, well, I can do that. So I ran down to City Hall and ran into then uh, Matt Gonzalez, who was the head of the Board of Supervisors then. He's gone back to other things. He's an artist as well. I said, Matt, I have this idea. Let's do an open mic under the dome, Poems Under the Dome, City Hall. Uh, mother of all open mics. She that's a good idea. Now we're about our do do our 11th. It's going to be, when is it going to be E.K.? And E.K. and I work on that, where she's my partner for most of those years. Uh, she's a poet, E.K. Keith. Hey a poet Dave. and an organizer, a community person. And what's the date for the uh, Poems on the Dome this year?
17: The magic date for the 11th annual Poems Under the Dome this year is Thursday, April 28th. It's going to be awesome, and everybody should show up. That's for sure. So you're welcome, sister. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for I coming.
16: I well, just want to invite everyone, all the listeners and everyone here, to the open mic at Mission Cultural oh, Center. So it's so the third Thursday of the month. We'll be hosting it with my friend Andre. It's great. Yeah, please come out.
2: So in other words, yeah, remind me, and, and of course we got a back and forth, of I'll come there, and you come here, and uh, that's what you're Let's do that again. Yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> and it's and called, once again, I said, doing more
0: together than any of us can do on our own. That's right, and we got EK here, uh,
17: organizing Poems on the Dome 11, and we've got uh, Richard Yeah, Sander but I'm not alone, yeah. Val.
0: Oh, and of course not.
17: I'm not alone. I I have you and Dave to help me out every year, and that's just awesome.
0: This is true. I I enjoy being a part of it. I thought you did it all. (laughs) Well, she's modest.
17: (laughs) I'm in charge of freaking out.
0: (laughs) And I'm in charge of uh, keeping everybody calm. (laughs)
17: And <laughs> works really well <laughs> color me surprised
0: <laughs> <laughs> so let's have a little uh, poetry session shall we and a few minutes of uh, po- poetry exchange because richard's ready? got a, a an event also oh. organizing for po- for diamond dave that's right the well, corette yes. auditorium we talked about it earlier with dan yes. brady
7: well, uh, while EK's looking, I'll jump in and say that. Um, yes, yeah, so just to remind everybody, uh, one way you can contact us, of course, I have to say nobody's done this yet, is honoringdede at yahoo.com, H-O-N-O-R-I-N-G, at yahoo.com. It's happening on uh, Groundhog's Day, February 2nd, 4.30 to 7.30, downstairs in the correct Auditorium it's free and uh... let us know if you want to share a story or read a poem or uh... just come and honor the man like i say it's free you don't have to come and, uh... participate but participating by coming and learning about the man and if you don't know anything about the man this is a place to come and learn uh, we're still lucky to have him on the planet so uh... we can't uh, we can't dally because None of us are getting any younger. No so <laughs> no galling, But you can, you can do it during the day. Yeah, by almost 80 down to see Diamond Day. You're only Ooh. 78. Did you hear that? <laughs> okay. All right.
2: Chronologically speaking,
0: 78 <laughs> times around the sun.
2: Came on the planet 11 12 1937.
0: It's pretty good. Well, yeah. And still here January 8th, 2016. And here we are. Today's a good day. Doing the Common Thread Collective.
17: All right. Who's got a poem? Well, I guess I got a poem. All right, EK. I do. You know, there's there's been a lot going on in the last couple of years, and due to increased telecommunications, the the internet and whatnot, we're all learning more and more about each other and about experiences that may be different from our own. And so this is uh, this is something I wrote in the wake of you know in the in the in the blossoming of the Black Lives Matter movement that I appreciate and participate in and support. And uh, so this is a reflection on that. When I was a little girl, I thought that. Black power was a superpower whose side effects included snazzy clothes, groovy moves, and awesome afros. It was the 70s. Even now, as I learn about the history I was too young to understand, I still feel black power as a superpower whose side effects include equality, liberty, and justice.
0: Nice, E.K. Thanks, dude. Very cool. Didn't you love those uh, impressions you have when you're younger, uh, that that later on you realize, oh, that was something totally different. Or or definitely not
17: what what you thought. Not what you understood it. Not what you knew at the time. Mm -hmm. (coughs) Yeah, so it's the new year and I'm working up a lot of new poems, so I hope to have more new stuff soon. Very exciting. Oh, it, thank you. You. you.
7: you probably can't help yourself. You probably can't help yourself.
17: Not usually. <laughs>
7: <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, that's when it, it just comes, right? That's that's what the muse does. So, Richard, you've Any got more? some. No, that's oh. it. E.K. Um, e. always <laughs> leaves us wanting more. That's, that's part of her charm. Indeed. It's and part of her charm. Brevity. So, Rich, uh, so speaking of brevity, Dave, oh, let's yeah. go to Richard. Yeah, go <laughs> ahead. Uh,
2: uh, part of it is to the it
0: should the, brevi- the brevity Take comment it. was for Dave, uh, not for you, Richard. All right. Richard. Well, uh,
7: you know, I'm going to do a praise piece today uh, on Freddie King. I don't know if anybody remembers Freddie King. Oh, well, hell yeah! All right. We got a hell like yeah, yeah from, <laughs> all right. from out there. Well, okay. Um, the Kings Have Gone. The kings of the blues have gone. Long live the kings. Crawling snake is saddened. BB the last of the kings, passed, Albert before, and Freddie, the first to go at 42. He loved them all, but he loved Freddie the best. Texas blues coupled with the hard-driving Chicago blues. Freddie gave the blues a new edge, one of the best things that ever come out of Texas outside of Dr. Loco and all the stories of talents he knows where the snake is unschooled. Freddie, a hard-driving working guitar player who would make you jump, stomp and holler, scream and shout with joy. Blues run red with love, makes you wanna smile, makes you cry. He could, he could howl with the best of the howling wolves. If, you, if you've ever been mistreated, you know just what I'm talking about. As he could walk you through the blues with the flavor of Jimmy Rogers. Walking, he cries blues, cleans that almost screams raw with the gritty licks of joy. Freddie, you can make, make me get up and dance, shake your hips. Remember how to shake your hips? He took you to the palace of the king that was living on the highway. He begged someone help me through the day that brings cleansing rains. He was the boogeyman, the king-sized boogeyman. No one can do it like I can. Crawling King Snake loved this piece. It would make him swoon and shake his shaker in ecstasy. Give him that, black be- that backbeat, that bump and grind, that great takeoff listen to the group of musicians cooperate, is sanctified, cleansed, freed and with their truth. This made Snake want to get together with Coyote, only so much satisfaction playing to album CDs. Coyote's mate who, mate who goes by Cassandra is out with the pups and Coyote and Cassandra need to give Coyote intelligence to fill up intelligent pups', pups minds. Since Snake can't do it live with another musician, he puts on more Freddie King and plays along with the King live. No, not Elvis. Freddie!
0: (laughs) Nice. I'm glad you said that. It's actually Elvis' birthday today.
7: Oh, well, I (laughs) want to make that clear (laughs) then. I only
0: only know that because somebody I know is uh, his birthday today. It's also David Bowie's birthday today.
7: Well, uh, 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 actually, John Trudell... John Trudell did a, a boom boom chain it's and' about, it's about elvis Presley, but he he 's singing about Elvis Presley before the army, before they killed elvis so uh, I have to appreciate that song just for that. But um, it's still Freddie.
0: Fried peanut butter sandwiches killed oh well, Elvis. You know, <laughs> oh actually, you know, Elvis. I mean, uh, uh, his drug it was habit. It's actually good. It was his drug <laughs> habit that killed him. Yeah, he well. used to call. You know, he had like his own pharmacist who would who would like show up at his house. Yeah. You know, he was Elvis, so he he could find that that pharmacist uh-huh. who could <laughs> help him out.
2: Of Freddie King. We're
0: going to end with some of Freddie King. I just found some Freddie King. So we too. think alike. I've been doing this so many years now. Yes. Well, it we came in alike. as a, a late request out there from well, uh, James oh, Conrad. I was nice. wild when I said Freddie.
7: Are yeah, he wind- did. Uh, um, are
0: we winding up? We, we, we're we're going to play this song from Freddie well, King. Me,
2: before you do let me read my uh,
0: roomie. Okay.
2: Uh, because it fits in somehow because I opened it up at random. I'm going to be uh, featuring Hafiz next, but this is what I think it all fits in. That's the great thing a the common thread. This is the common thread collective and our belief is it all fits in. <laughs> the sun is love, the lover, a speck circling the sun. A spring wind moves to dance to moves to dance any branch that isn't dead. You hear that out there, people? Any branch that isn't dead, the spring wind as uh, soon to come will move us. So stay alive. It's good to be alive, I say. Something opens our wings. Something makes boredom and hurt to disappear. That's what we like to try to. That's what we're trying to do. This could be a theme. Something makes boredom and hurt disappear. Someone fills the someone fills the cup in front of us. We taste only sacredness. Held like this to draw on milk, no will. Tasting clouds of milk, never so content. I stand up, and this one of me turns into a hundred of me. They say I circle around you. Nonsense. I circle around me. So we're putting it out there this I was in the 14th century and here we are so many years later circling around the planet. Hey Val, EAK, hey, Richard, hey. this be that common thread collective. Circling it around the uh, circle around you and you circle on me and we circle on we. <laughs>
0: freddie king going down that there's some there's some music for you none of this modern day teeny bopper stuff and it's making me sound like an old person by saying teeny bopper stuff um but there's, there's some real music there and so our next performer and perhaps our final performer of this show this afternoon james zealous at the microphone with the blood flower on piano doing a reading take it away guys Thank you,
18: Global Val. This is Mr. Bloodflower on the piano. This is Mr. J. Krishnamurti on relationship.
19: How can I be free from fear?
18: What is fear? Fear exists only in relationship to something. It does not exist by itself. Fear comes into being in relationship to an idea, to a person with regard to the loss of property, and so on. One may be afraid of death, which is the unknown. There is fear of public opinion and what people will say. Fear of losing a job. Fear of being scolded or nagged. There are various forms of fear, deep and superficial, but all fear is in relationship to something. So, when we ask Can I be free from fear? It really means, can I be free from our relationship? Do you understand? If it is relationship that is causing fear, then to ask if one can be free from fear is like asking if one can live in isolation. Obviously no human being can do that. There is no such thing as living in isolation. One can live only in relationship. So to be free from fear, one must understand relationship. The relationship of the mind to its own ideas, to certain values. The relationship between husband and wife, between man and his property, between man and society, if I can understand my relationship with you, then there is no fear. Because fear does not exist by itself. It is
20: self-created
18: in relationship. Our problem, then, is not how to, to overcome fear, but to find out first of all, what our relationship is now and what right relationship is. We do not have to establish right relationship because in the very understanding of relationship, right relationship comes into being. I think it is important to see that Nothing can live in isolation. Even though you may become a monk or hermit, put on a loincloth and seclude yourself. Isolate yourself in a belief. No human being can live in isolation. But the mind is pursuing isolation in the self-enclosure of my experience, my belief, my wife my husband, my property, which is a process of exclusion. The mind is seeking isolation in all its relationships and hence there is fear. So our problem is to understand relationship. Now what is relationship? When you say I am related, what does that mean? Apart from the purely physical relationship, through contact through blood, through heredity, our relationship is based on ideas, is it not? We are examining what is, not what should be. Our relationship at present is based on ideas, on ideation as to what we think is relationship that is a relationship with everything is a state of dependency, hmm? I believe in a certain idea because that belief gives me comfort, security, a sense of well-being. It acts as a means of disciplining, controlling, holding my thought in line. So my relationship to that idea is based on dependence. And if you remove my belief in it, I am lost. I do not know how to think, how to evaluate.
15: Without the belief in God,
18: or in the belief there is no God, I feel insecure. So I depend on that belief. It's not a relationship with each other, a state of psychological dependency. I'm not talking about physiological interdependence, which is entirely different. I depend on my son because I want him to be something that I am not. He is the fulfillment of all my hopes, my desires. He is my immortality, my continuation. So my relationship with my son, with my wife, with my children, with my neighbors is a state of psychological dependency. And I'm fearful of being in a state, a state in which there is no dependence. I do not know what that means. Therefore I depend on books, on relationship, on society. I depend on property to give me security prestige position and if I do not depend on these things then I depend on the experiences I have had on my own thoughts on the greatness of my pursuits psychologically then our relationships are based on dependence and that is why there is fear The problem is not how not to depend, but
13: just to see the
18: fact that we do depend. Hmm. Where there is attachment, there is no love. Because you do not know how to love, you depend. And so there is fear. What is important is to see the fact, and not ask how to love, or how to be free from fear. You may momentarily forget your fear through various amusements, through listening to the radio, through reading the scriptures or going to a temple, but they are all escapes. There is not much difference between a man who takes a drink and a man who takes two religious books, between those who go to the supposed house of God and those who go to the cinema because they're all escaping but as you are listening if you can really see the fact that where there is dependency in relationship there must be fear must be sorrow where there is attachment there can be no love if you are listening if as you are listening now you can just see that simple fact and comprehend it instantaneously. Then you will find that an extraordinary thing takes place without refuting, accepting, or giving opinions about it without quoting this or that. Just listen to the fact that there is, where there is attachment, there is no love. And where there is dependency, there is fear. I am talking of psychological dependency. None of your dependence on the milkman to bring you milk. Your dependence on the railway over a bridge. It is this inward psychological dependency on ideas, on people, on property, that breeds fear. So, you cannot be free from fear as long as you do not understand relationship. And relationship can be understood only when the mind watches all its relationships, which is the beginning of self-knowledge. Now, can you listen to all this easily, without effort? effort exists only when you're trying to get something, when you're trying to be something. But if without trying to be free from fear, you are able to listen to the fact that attachment destroys love, then that very fact will immediately free the mind from fear. There can be no freedom from fear, as long as there is no understanding of a relationship. Which means, really, as long as there is no self-knowledge. The self is revealed only in a relationship. And observing the way I talk to my neighbor, the way I regard property, the way I cling to belief, or to experience, or to knowledge. That is, in discovering my own dependency, I begin to awaken to the whole process of self-knowledge. So how to overcome fear is not important. You can take a drink and forget it. You can go to the temple and lose yourself in prostration, in muttering words, in devotion, But fear awaits around the corner when you come out. There is the cessation of fear. Only when you understand your relationship to all things. And that understanding does not come into being if there is no
19: self-knowledge.
18: Self-knowledge is not something far away. It becomes it begins here, now. In observing how you treat others, your wife, your children, relationship is the mirror in which you see yourself as you are. Mm. If you're capable of looking at yourself as you are without any evaluation, then there is the secession. I fear. And out of that comes a extraordinary sense of love. Love is something that cannot be cultivated. Love is not a thing to be bought by the mind. If you say, I'm going to practice being compassionate, then compassion is a thing of the mind, and therefore not love. Hmm. Love comes into being darkly, unknowingly, fully. When we understand this whole process of relationship, Mm. then the mind is quiet. It does not fill the heart with the things of the mind. And therefore, that which is love can come
20: into
0: being. Well, I certainly uh, find relationship with the muse. Thank you, James Ellis. Thank you, Bloodflower. And to wrap it up today on today's show... Uh, our relationship to all things uh, as we creative folks sit around here and I think everyone's creative in some way even if you don't think you are look a little look a little harder um, yeah. and I think 2016 is the year of the muse and so here's my poem and then now I'm gonna play a song for us to go out on in English it's to muse in Spanish It's meditar, to let that which comes come, to listen for the voice that is not ours. That vital visitor, that standing sage, that fitful fool, that which composes clarity in the chaos. To muse, meditar to watch the dance unfold, to give in to inspiration, the absurd and the spectacular. Come to the quiet with fits of joy, melt by its heat and cry. Sit and open every door, let it tickle every pore, let it wash upon your shores, making castles out of grains. Thanks everybody for being part of the Common Thread Collective. I'm Global Val. You guys are amazing. I'm blown away every week. Blown away every week. Yes, Dave, to be continued indeed. And uh, we're so happy to be here at MutinyRadio.fm. Come join us some Friday in the corner of 21st and Florida. The song I'm going to leave you with this, uh, this evening is a song uh, performed and written by a 14-year-old First Nations activist and singer Um, Her name is Takaya Blaney, uh, 14 years old, um, from the Tala'amin First Nation, north of Vancouver, Canada. She performed this song in Paris recently at the International Tribunal on the Rights of Nature, and uh, it's a beautiful thing. So we love you here from the Common Thread Collective. Thanks so much, and we'll see you here next week. And I I got this from... uh, Democracy Now posted it. So thank you, Democracy Now.
21: Look down. And you stand on common ground. Drink the water, breathe the air. Roots and nature's what we all share. Earth cries for unity in this window of opportunity. Every step's the front line. We're showing up our bar. by the lines. You're hiding all the danger sides. If you want to turn. keep alive our way of life, to keep alive our way of life We've all gotta unify, we've all gotta unify Join hands with the future of our land Speak the language, the practices Mother Earth won't heal without our bandages Culture that we treasure. I turn the world around. You gotta turn it upside down. To keep alive our way of life We've all got to unify We've all got <laughs> <laughs> to unify To take our breath and hold the government action We have to raise our voice To speak to get a reaction Mother Earth can't take our word So we must be silent no more Silent No More, Silent No More, Silent No More I don't know why so dirty, yeah. yeah. Culture, yeah. Yeah. so dirty, yeah, unity, yeah Culture, yeah, community yeah, So dirty, yeah, unity yeah. Culture, yeah. Community, yeah, So dirty, yeah, United, Yeah, culture, yeah, Elders and children all unite to keep alive our way of life to keep alive our way of life we've all got to unify we've all got to unify
20: Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are you on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around, me sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny, MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures.
4: <laughs> it's a cash car, honey. <laughs> yeah.
1: We're in both listener and host. Find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on MutinyRadio.fm. Freeform Radio for free minds.
22: 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st and Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now.
13: Trying to hurt me, but boy how it
20: burns me whenever she touched me I know I feel so lucky, oh.
13: Tacos, they them and form the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Buenos Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District, open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Count off us, son. i change changed a yeah, it's a chance, like three times the course
9: of that. <laughs> but, <laughs> this is dog's <laughs> 我天啊
13: to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer
17: Run! Um, Oh happy hour What could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience puppets, Kittens, unicorns, porn, maybe? Oh, well, stage shine makes them happy, and this super happy comedy open mic is open every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. But you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at Mutiny Radio FM Index at
13: podcasts.pcrcollective.org.
17: So come live or listen later or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FM Mutiny I just fucked that up. Again, what the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah! yeah
15: you
17: got it. I got it! Look at that tragedy.
20: Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be... The stars are in the
4: blue. Long as there's a spring, a bird to sing, I'll go.